Thanks to Amazon Video Games for supporting Kinda Funny Live. Amazon debuted an awesome program for their Prime members, Prime Gamer Pricing. You can now get 20% off all your game pre-orders and also any newly launched games up to two weeks after they come out. Valid on physical video games. Learn more at Amazon.com slash GameSave. show i'm one of your hosts greg miller alongside the producer slash seducer nick scarpino in a very out of the ordinary heather gray shirt <laughs> i'm trying something new it looks, i like it it looks good you should probably think about buying more of them i i've thought about it i've, I've molded over as they say thank you very much thank you over here the proud of long island call moriarty did you know that kind of funny live 2 was happening i did the Reddit one cracked me up over there. The pure one, Tim. I didn't see the Reddit one. The Reddit one was just like, "Hey guys," and it was I don't forget what it was. Something about kind of funny, and then it was just the entire word for yeah. post, and then everyone talking about it and back and forth, Love back it. and forth. It's so funny. It's just I, funny that like like it's just they're not even mad about it. They're just like we hear a lot about it, but it works. Yeah, <laughs> like the whole reason no, they do it, we do it, is it works. It's so funny. I've gotten more feedback for this uh, ad read quote-unquote that i've ever gotten for for pretty much any piece of content i've ever made yeah surprisingly positive like there's these guys it's not negatively tinged necessarily i'm yeah. sure some of the people are but i'm surprised at how many people like genuinely like it and genuinely are just like hey i thought you did a good job with that like i got like three tweets they're like hey this is your best outfit <laughs> what the fuck is this thank funny? you guys for being so supportive as somebody who like doesn't you know like we make the content right and then kevin goes and edits it and i edit psl and da, da, da. i don't i didn't even realize it was a thing that was happening yeah, so then either. when i went through and i looked at the <laughs> comments I was like oh that's and i like how they like there's like one part where you start you're like is it this is it that good it's a great and I, like you they even put in your gut yeah. when they make no, it i love it man it's you, you guys are you're big beautiful the kids. best friends to and i appreciate that complaining out there like this one seems like fun they're yeah, there's, the some, there's some comments well, not really i mean not all of them i mean the comments on youtube some of them are being very mean-spirited and to me it's like you just took That's more YouTube. time what does that mean we did they just took they just took more time to post like what does that even mean they just took YouTube more time are, are to, po to post mean. that than it took for them to just get through the ad read or just fast forward it right. yeah. what's the big deal i don't yeah. understand these 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 is this these is this the same ad read at the end of love and sex stuff oh uh, yeah, a different one? yeah okay. it is. exact same way yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think the the thing that people don't understand is that it is always someone's first time, and the with the content, the amount of content we put out, I get that if you listen to everything we do, it is a little bit excessive. But like Colin's saying, it is just a slide away, and if it's, you're listening to the full podcast, you only hear it once. Come on, you listen to Rush Limbaugh on the radio in New York, you hear one eight hundred cars for kids oh, like God. seventeen times a day, that thing and is you so can't offensive. fast forward that. One eight hundred cars for kids. KRS cars for kids. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like, like it's thirty like, minutes long. It's like over for fucking twenty five they years. They updated it finally. Did they? Yeah, oh, I, I heard that. an updated version. It just is annoying, but is it like a, a rap remix, slightly more. I I think it was like a more like upbeat beat. I think my dad finally it. gave a car to cars for kids. Just to tax, shut him up for the tax break. I would if I give do this, my car. Opt out? To, yeah, exactly. Do I opt out of the ad reads Forever. on the radio? Oh so God. what I'm saying is, that when you're listening to the radio, or we're watching like YouTube ads. You can't skip those. You can at least skip that. I just don't understand people like just skip it. Yeah, 
Yeah. We complain about such mundane things. The, yeah. the other thing too is I'm just like it uh, it's the ads as frustrating <laughs> as they are to some people. Like, it's so important because it's, we're putting so much work into kind of funny live, and I want people to go. And like it's working. People are buying tickets because of those things. I can see it on the days that uh, on weekends ticket sales are down. Then weekdays they're up. Why? Because of this, this ad. Yeah. So Do, are we putting them on this week's episode too? No, I don't think it'll be on these this week's. Okay. Maybe a couple, but. Maybe in a bridge version. We'll see. I don't. Let's think just insert it right here. Though. Right here. Kind of funny line. No, don't do it. Don't. No, no. <laughs> no, don't do it, Kevin. They get real mad. Kevin, do it every Kevin, five Kevin. minutes. Kevin, every don't do it, Kevin. Don't write it down, Kevin. Don't worry about it. It's just a YouTube comment, so it's no big deal. What? Is, what? I mean, what is your problem all of a sudden? I don't, know, I don't really know why. <laughs> 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 you If you only read the YouTube comments, no matter what, everything sucks. I was thinking about that before. I've been on the internet for like 21 years. Can you believe that? It explains so much about your personality. It's on the internet every day of my life for 21 years. Fucking A. What a great way to spend my time in my life. Look at me now. Better than being on radio, right? Could have been on radio for 21 years. Could have been on radio for 21 years. Radio is an interesting industry. I would like to learn more about how that's still going, how that goes, and everybody doing their thing. Yeah, devote as much time as as possible to that one. Because it's it's gonna be around forever. It's worth, really it's worth the time. It's sure. weird because I I know a couple people that I went to college with that are now like radio hosts at local things, and I mean they're they're successful. Yeah, oh, with, quote unquote. With, yeah, quote unquote. I mean they're doing it. I hear them whenever I listen to the radio. I hear the voice. I'm like that's that's with multiple people at different channels. Do you know Chewy Gomez? Uh, I I don't personally. Know I know him. Chewy Gomez personally. You that's know, pretty cool. I host the wing eating competitions with him. Thanks for coming, Kev. Big, it's kind big, of a big, fan, big friend, Kev over Is there. Chewbacca, you talking about? No. Um, Bay Area no. radio legend Chewy Gomez. Chewy Gomez, oh, yes. Um, so yeah, he he's a legend. He's a Bay Area legend for sure. He's been uh, around a while. No joke. But uh, it's weird because they do exactly what we do, but we get to have so much fun, and it sure. seems like they don't. No FCC can stop us. We yeah, want to yeah. talk about dicks and taints and anuses. It's all we do, and yeah. it's great. And you guys yeah, yeah. are there for it. They and love you like it. our ad reads. You fucking love anuses <laughs> and ad reads. If you didn't know, this Jesus is the Game Christ. Over Greggy Show each and every week. Four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can toss us a few bucks. Get each and every episode early along with a bunch of exclusive perks and goodies. But if you have no bucks to toss, head over to youtube.com slash kind of funny where we post the show topic by topic, day by day, until the entire thing posts as one big video in MP3 the following Friday. What the fuck's your shirt? This is, is Y2K. Blevins? No, this is Y2K. It's a postmodern RPG coming out to the all sorts of systems, including the Vita. Oh, wow. And they can. It I, I like played it at enough events. That I'm really excited for it, so I nag the creator on Twitter all the time. Give me a shirt. And, no, no, no. Release your game. Release your game. And then he put out the link for the shirt, and I said, "Are you, do you think your game's going to deliver? Because I don't want to buy a shirt and then have the game be garbage. Because mm-hmm. I don't know." And he's like, "I think it'll deliver." And somebody else, who, who, some other person I trust, chimed in. and was like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "I don't know." Now, what would you have done if he said no? That's actually kind of a giant. I would have been like, you know what? I, f- I can respect that. Uh, you know, because now he's going to anyway. get it bad. If you ever see when you see me burning this shirt in effigy, you'll know that Y2K <laughs> let me down. Jesus Christ. You what? I believe what? you. You want Marty Saliva on it, though. Why? So it's Tal or it's Marty or it's Marty just a saliva. random me. Marty Saliva? <laughs> saliva, Saliva. How do you say it? Sleeve, Sleeva. Oh, that's so much. Oh, Sleeva. How could you possibly get that wrong? Such okay. a common Jewish okay. last name. Okay, calm down. I'm sorry. We Jesus didn't know. Christ. It's okay. We were just giving you a hard time. This it's just weird that you never, you worked with him for hmm. probably like maybe three or four no, years. Fair, I, I, I misspelled I his name on Lower Thirds For a long time, time I did, when, I first, when he first got there, I did for sure think it was uh, Silva. Silva. Yeah, that's, that's a person's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because it's, it's like, it's one of those... Sliva? 
Yeah, Sleeve it's it. one of those Sleeve things it. though. Like what his so family came over. It's like my family. Like we were we were the Moriarty's for a long time. We were the Muratovs like a long time ago. And at some the point, Muratovs. Yeah, and oh, at some shit, and at some point, much better. And at some point, that got all fucked up. And you hear that all the time when people go to Ellis Island and stuff. And I bet you, it's possible that Marty's family, the name might have been misspelled in a ledger somewhere, and it became Sleeve instead possible. of Silva. It's possible. I'm just saying it's not maybe likely, but it's possible because you hear those stories all the time. It's possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my topic is Marty Sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> no, my topic is, I think, you know, Nick's outburst kind of brings it all home for what okay. my topic is. All Which right, topic? ladies and gentlemen. When we branched out and started kind of funny, we did it as friends. And then we, we knew we'd be partners on and this And then we business. became enemies. <laughs> and over time, we've begun to sour relationship. It's a bad time right now. Kind of funny lives coming up. E3 is coming up. We just came off GDC. There's a million excuses. RTX is coming up. We're all stressed out. There's a million things going on. We are, are the balance of our relationship has for sure swayed into the business partnership more than the friendship side mm-hmm. of it. And so you're prone to outbursts like that. We make a little jam on Marty Sleeve and Nick was ready to kill everyone in the room. No, I'm not he was ready, ready to, to murder us. He was ready, ready to burn. To kill. He was ready to <laughs> burn. Nick, calm down, just, sir. Sometimes you guys make fun of me, and, it, and it's 99% of the time it's warranted. But there's every once in a while I'll just act. It's an honest mistake, and you think it's funny to make fun of me, and I push back, and then you get all butt hurt because you didn't grow up with an older brother. Now, I didn't even make fun of you for the Sleeve thing. I just laughed on Colin's shoulder. So when clear, you go back to watch, I made fun of you. Yes, thank I you. See, I, I, don't don't make, like, I, I don't, don't like make you. Fun of you. I don't like you pointing at me. But we're getting away from the topic. <laughs> sure. I've 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 wrestled for what seems like dodecahedrons Got on it. how to unify yeah. us, how mm-hmm. to bring us back together, to give us a common goal. God. And I've never been able to <laughs> connect. Oh, you're gonna like this. This is like is for real. If, this, if this involves us go kart racing, it doesn't. No, this is you're totally right up your alley. Hold okay, on, stick okay, with me. You're, okay. you're, you're, now it's gonna sound like I'm not up your alley. Okay, but then get, come back. All right, come right up my alley. I needed. It, I needed something put it, that put can, it right up my alley. I'm gonna please. put it straight up your main street back door. Now I've been looking for a way to unify us, something to do, so where we could get together. And I've racked my brains, dodecahedrons, all these different things. Right? How? But the problem is, we're all so different, so different. How? Well, there's no multiplayer game we could all play. You know what I mean? There's nothing we could do there. You know, Alienation comes out. You don't want to play it or something like that. There's the shooters. Nick doesn't want to play this one. There's a million things where we can't get together on something. But then I was out to dinner with a friend of mine, Kyle Morris, an antler, a good individual visiting from Kansas City, Missouri. And we're talking about not a real person. (laughs) My friend (laughs) A. Abrams. (laughs) No, we're out there eating. We're talking about everything's going on. Kyle's big into sports. We're talking about a lot of sports going on like that. And he, he, I forget what what sport is about. What just kicked up? Baseball? Just mm-hmm. baseball? Eurovision. Is it Eurovision, the sport just kicked up as well. Uh, Still no idea what that is. Don't tell me. No I don't want to know. Don't tell no me what it is. Knows. Don't tell <laughs> me what it is. All of a sudden, everybody cared about it. <laughs> Some people this weekend, probably everyone fucking cared everyone about was it. was on it. Very much I liked your a tweet World Cup a situation. Thank you very much. Give me a pound on that one. There you go. But Kyle started talking about you know the fantasy sports. And I'm like, oh yeah. Colin's big into the fantasy sports. I enjoy them, but I'm never dedicated. There's too much to do. I'm like, you know, Nick and Nick and Tim, they don't know. They don't care about fantasy sports at all. They're more into like movies and stuff. This isn't their thing. And he's like, oh, well, I'm so I'm aching so badly for more fantasy sports that I started doing fantasy movie league. And I said, what is fantasy movie league? Mm -hmm. And he Mm -hmm. introduced something that'll change our lives, ladies and gentlemen. What I'd like to do is take you to. Probably one of the premier journals currently going is a periodical in the United States. The Wall People Street Magazine. Journal. Okay. Fantasy Movie League lets you play theater owner instead of franchise owner. Box 
office results just got a lot more exciting. Matthew Barry, ESPN's senior fantasy sports analyst, recently launched Fantasy Movie League, essentially a fantasy league for films. Instead of drafting a dream team of athletes to their athletes to their rosters, players are given fake money each week to fill a theater with eight movies of their choice, parentheses, with blockbusters costing more than indie films. The goal? Try to guess which movies generate the highest revenue. Think Trainwreck is going to be the next Bridesmaid? Put it in two theaters. Think Selfless will overcome the reviews and be a big hit? Put it in three. Think Minions is going to have a smaller week? Put it in one. Quote, the game is really fun, really addictive, and doesn't take a lot of time, Barry tells people. If you love movies, it makes you love them more. If you don't love movies, it gives you a reason to care. You have no idea what it's like to find yourself saying things over the weekend like come on minions <laughs> or trying to convince your friends to see train wreck instead of ant-man and then it goes on a little bit more about him and i was fascinated about this uh-huh so the idea is and i want to be very crystal 1000 percent kind of funny clear about this this is not an ad for fantasy uh fantasy movie league.com <laughs> totally natural came up and I like it, and I want us all to do it together. Mm-hmm. So I went there, and the idea is fascinating. You go there, you go to your, you go to your front page or whatever. Once you're logged in, of course, and you can, it, it, every Monday at five, it resets where you have to like cast what you're going to do. Right? I don't know why it's not doing what I wanted to. Where you cast what you're going to put in there, and then you have them all over there. You get a thousand fantasy movie bucks a month or a week, sorry, to take to take and then pop them in. Like I was looking at it today, neighbors, right? One one screen of neighbors is like four hundred and thirty five dollars, mm-hmm. and so you have up to eight screens, I think it is, to fill. So you could go the route of well i'll get a whole bunch of little indies put them in there or i think neighbor is going to be huge i'll put it in too and then it starts graying out the options as i lose my money and go there so i want us to get into this i feel this would be bridging the gaps of our colin and i's colin's massive love for fantasy sports my interest in fantasy sports but a simpler fantasy source because there's no trading no bullshit like that right i just have a thousand dollars that monday at 5 p.m pacific time i have to set before 9 a.m friday pacific time oh Okay, you got a whole week to do this. Yeah, a whole week because it's just counting that. Mm. I think it's just counting the weekend box office. Okay. That's how it goes. So where? How, how do we feel? How is this striking us, Nick? Does this sound exciting to you as the movie guy? It sounds fun, but you. I'm just going to say this point of point of criticism, if I may. You started this off by saying we're all super busy and overworked. Right. Throwing one more thing on the plate sure. concerns me. Yes. It does sound fun. Yeah. Can we take something else off that we have to do like this podcast? every week and I then do that don't think it's going to take you that long to, to book eight screens okay. for your fan your your this sounds players. like it's literally going to take 90 seconds a week exactly i mean i'm going to be honest with you, you don't we could play fantasy baseball and that's a full-time we're job. not doing we're not doing Alex fantasy Salamita, like you you saying all this scares me because i've seen how much time people but again this, this is not that i understand this is not the psychopaths like mm-hmm. colin's family or whatever that goes up there and does the draft live and <gasps> pays for transactions you know yeah Oh, I lost a lot of money last year. It's just it's 15 sure weeks. Did. It's 15 <laughs> weeks. We're just playing for 15 weeks. You have a to lot. understand, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to take this lightly. Yeah, yeah I am going to do this. But that's fine. Hard. But you can't even get crazy like you can in real fantasy sports. Fucking Again, try it's, me. I don't know what I don't know how to re- respond to that. Can I bring fast seven back into. No, theaters? you got to have no let him because then it will make no money and you'll lose. I mean, I don't think they have <laughs> jokes on you, Moriarty. <laughs> There's not like a write-in category for Fantasy Movie League where you go, okay, I want to put this in there. Okay. All right, let's play it. But here's the big here's the big thing about this. Sure. Let's, we have to, there needs to be a significant monetary pot. Ah, now it gets you, interesting. You're trying to make that money back from last well, year. Well, no, fa- no. So I want to be really clear because I played fantasy sports for a long time. I used to play fantasy sports in the 90s when you mm-hmm. have to go into fucking newspapers and use the box scores and keep them by hand and trust everyone was doing it evenly and, and honestly sit at the fucking kitchen table going over box scores and Newsday every day for like 
the, accu- the accumulation of thousands of hours in my life, probably. Okay. You're so, the grandpa from Rugrats. Oh, yeah. So, absolutely. This is crazy. So I love fantasy sports. I've loved them forever. I love statistics and all that kind of stuff. This uh, I wish it was way more deeper. I wish you were like, I wish this was like 10 times deeper than it is. But, but since can I read a few rules to you? Or do you want to get more? Just one moment. Well, I just want to say there is more depth to it. Don't, no, don't touch me. So here's the, here's the thing about this. Fantasy sports, I've realized over time, only really fun if there's a lot at stake. That's why the, the, my family, or the, it's not even my family, it's my uncle and his friends, and I'm in that league, I've been in football league for a few years. That league's fucking dead serious. Because they have lots of money invested in this. And you can, if you win, if you lose, you're losing whatever. It's not, it's not like a huge deal. I lost like, I don't know, four or $500 or something like that last year. But if you win, you win thousands and thousands of dollars. And that's why every transaction costs money. That's why every trade costs money. Mm-hmm. Every signing costs money because you just keep putting money in the pot and then it makes you want to engage. Mm-hmm. If there's no reason for Nick to pay attention, like for instance, if Nick puts $500 in the pot and then mixes a week, he's going to feel really bad about it. It's never going to happen again. Right. But if you just let us play for no reason, then I bet you these two guys fall out because they don't play fantasy sports. That's just, but that see, I think, I think this is enough. This is uh, Tim has a competitive streak in him. And I think by bringing in movies to it, something he can understand and eliminating the whole oh, trade deadlines, this, that, the other, oh, you need a wide receiver, defense kind of thing. I think this works. Tim, how do you feel? I, I agree with you. My only hesitation, I, I feel what Nick's saying about the, the time stuff. As far as I'm concerned, this whole thing is a fantasy sport that I just happen to be playing. Our this whole kind of funny life that okay, we live. Sure. So it's like, you know, I'm already doing that shit. There already is, you know, good financial gains and gains from the the goodwill of the people and all of this shit so it's like i feel like i'm already kind of wheeling and dealing in, in that sure. sense like wheeling dealing industries i like on the hit show nashville this uh this movie stuff though because i feel like this would be fun and i feel like i would totally be it naked sounds so it. easy it sounds so you i mean would. not easy to win but easy to play <laughs> let me give you some 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 of the more nuts sure. and bolts before we get going all right so there's different you know seasons hit me with the nuts and bolts and then let me hit you with my financial proposal got it so we're gonna we are doing them and here's something we have to decide right now and the financial proposal still stands i say currently and i don't know if there's a limit so stick with me but what we should do is it's us five we put the money in and then it's based on our ranking with each other right but i say we open it up to them because we can just give them oh okay no 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 not that they're into the money is us Anybody can join. How and then many, like if how, we're like if I'm ninety first and Colin's, you know, eighty seventh or whatever, Colin gets his first place for the R group is what yeah. I'm saying. So there could be that many people in No idea. Elite. That I don't have the information. Because for what's you. the difference if it's just the five of us? If it's it's insular and then do we ever talk about it? Whereas like, you know how kids like to interact with us and do things with us, the best friends. I like to you can't just have a fantasy league. I can't just have a fantasy league, no. It has to be meet and greet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like turning it. you are literally turning a fantasy. This is actually unprecedented. This is a good point. You're turning a fantasy movie league into a meet and greet, I guess which so. I think is never, <laughs> which I think is actually never happened. This is actually a new piece no, of history. Never, yeah, it's never happened before. It's yeah, genius. Before. <laughs> well, still on that for a bit. Let me run. So we're doing May 22nd through August 30th. Okay. So the Monday this breakout posts would be the first time we have to set our rosters for the upcoming weekend. Okay. okay. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. And maybe if they allow it, you two out there. So or if you want to go start your own league and do that. All right. Cool. I've already covered. You get a thousand bucks to put it in there. Right. In most weeks, there will be 15 movies available for selection. However, in some weeks, there is there may only I'm sorry. In some weeks where there may only be one major release, a single movie will be broken into three different showings: Friday only, Saturday only, Sunday only, with each available as its own selection. Right, so that if you know you know Captain America was going to do gajillion dollars, rather than just put that in, you have to choose which night to try to break it up and do something differently there. So that's in there, right? Uh, players can feature a movie on as many screens as their budget allows. 
which we already talked a little about earlier. But players do not have to select movies for all eight of their fantasy Cineplex screens. It may strategically choose not to do so. However, a $2 million penalty will be assessed for each unused screen, and the total sum of all penalties will be deducted from the player's box office total at the end huh. of the week. That's interesting. So there you go. See, yeah, it could be that I'm going to put neighbors on two That's screens. That's fucking really interesting. It leaves me with enough money for one movie, but then I have five, so I'm $10 million out. Oh, man. So you have to play against that. That's, That's where the super interesting. Exactly. That's super, mm-hmm. super interesting. I if, like that. If a player does not select any movies for their Cineplex, uh, all movies from the prior week that are available in the current week will automatically be carried over. The lowest so price there's, So there's no penalty for not playing. Well, there's a penalty for not playing, but you're still... Your last week's selection would be popped Because this is what I was concerned about is opening up to everyone is you can't guarantee everyone's going to play and then the, then the standings will be useless and the bigger the league gets, the more useless the standings will be. Mm-hmm. It's important to note. That's, sure. why, that's one of my major reasons why I wouldn't want to open it up. Okay, okay. Go on. Um, the actual box office earnings of the movie featured on each screen is the is the player's fantasy cineplex in the player's fantasy cineplex are added together to form a total score for the week. That's easy. The total of all weeks during a season is accumulated for ranking purposes, but does not carry over from one season to another. I think those are the big ones. So, so per screen, you lose two million. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if you million. have a blank screen, two million. Two million. Two million. Oh, okay. So five screens would be ten million. Okay. All eight would be sixteen Got million. I guess. Gotcha. So, although they wouldn't let you keep all eight empty, then they would fill it automatically. The Question I have is that the seasons are are created statically, like we can't make our own season. Correct. Because this was my proposal. Sure. Is we play for a full 52-week season, $1,000 each, $5,000 winner-take-all pot at the end of the year. Sounds like fucking boldness to me. I'm out. That's how you fucking play. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you play. That Kevin, sounds, you wipe your ass with $1,000. That sounds long. Well, that is long, correct. Cash some of those <laughs> Google checks that you have, those Google stock checks you get. Give us a thousand dollars. Why don't you give me a thousand dollars? Also, right real now? quick, I already fucked it up. I was looking at the wrong thing because this is that was 2015, 2016, 2016, 2017, May 23rd to August 28th, 14 weeks. That's that's what we're jumping on. With. Let's do it. Big money, big money. So, how Fun. much money are we putting in, dude? I'll straight up put a thousand dollars in. That seems that seems like a lot of money. How much are you comfortable putting in? That I'd rather put into this. Um, it's not the okay. Again, there's not that much work. I mean, but you there click, is, you click, and they is. start graying out the options. I'm just gonna throw out before we decide to do this. Yeah, a counter proposal. We take Friday as a half day and go see one of these movies oh together. Sure. That way, we get to have fun and not stress ourselves out with winning or losing five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> just throw it out there. I like the loss of a thousand dollars may just a little bit add to my stress level overall. You think I'm bad now? Well, you could win four thousand dollars more. Win. I'll be up and at you, night you thinking have about the inside that. That's gambling. Think every night. I'll think about that. That's You're really good at movies. Like you would know what's gonna I'm good do at box well. office returns. I thought Jungle Book was gonna bomb. It's like the best movie that's come out in like ten years. And this is why the game's fun. This because you would have lost. It's stressful. And someone else would have won. I would have lost that too. It is stressful. That's what fans are all about. It. Whatever. If they, they seem to not want to do it, Greg. So. What, well, no, not for a period. You don't want to do it? I'll give it a shot. We'll, we'll see how long bucks. it lasts. 100 but bucks. Colin's right. Bucks. Without anything on the line. 100 bucks. Sure, I'll put a dollars Here's my thing $100. And we have to take all the money that we have, cumulative in the pot, roll it up into a little <laughs> ball, and put it on in one of those little like old whiskey things that they used to put around St. Bernard's next. Yeah. And put it on Portillo's neck, so he has to carry it around with him anywhere he goes. He would just be dragging the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> well, not the barrel, just like a faux barrel. Okay. Roll it up into a wad, stick put it in a vial. Thing, vial, and it has to ride on his neck the whole. We'll paint it like a barrel. Okay. Kevin, are you in? Six hundred bucks, Kevin. Five hundred. Seven hundred dollars, Kevin. What? That's one more Google no, like stock you could gamble. buy. 
This isn't gambling, because you think about it exactly this way. It no, gambling is a game of chance. This is a game of skill. <laughs> you, That's true. Just look at the newspaper. Read, I the, don't, read Variety. They'll tell you who's going to win. When I go to Vegas, I don't really gamble that much. I play like very low, low stakes poker or something like that. I, I don't. So I'm not a gambler at all. But when it comes... Last time I went to Vegas... Spent $25. Yeah, dude, when I used to go to Mohegan Sun or something when I was in college, if I got out of there even, I was like, I fucking won. You know, so so I'm not a big gambler, but when it comes to sports and fantasy sports and stuff like that, it's like fantasy sports is sucks if there's like not, not big things on the line. That's why when these guys play fantasy baseball, a lot of them have a lot of money on the line because it's right, I'll be, I'm in. Yeah. So $100 is like, all right, that's a very low end. It's very low end, a little out of my like it's my comfort level. Get out. No. I might. So then the question becomes, what do you want to do about the kids, the best friends? Wow. They all put a hundred dollars in. On no, that. again, it's not. They're not. Com- no, they don't compete for our money. We're the money part is on our side. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big barrel for fertility care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about fantasy fatigue. I mean, that's a real thing, and people don't stick around with fantasy leagues if there's nothing on the line. And I can't trust that this group of people will be able to. Keep- What's your minimum number that you want us to put in? No, I agree to hundred. He's not talking about money anymore. He's talking about the kids. Oh, you mean the kids? I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I thought you meant with us. But the thing about it, thing about it is like when you're doing fantasy football and someone fucks up and, <laughs> and just stops doing it, right? That doesn't What's, happen in my leagues. I know, but think about when it, like that would be a problem because okay, well you have the best QB, but now it's just sitting. Yeah, it's a problem for other people that need you to win or lose games too, and then exactly. you start fucking other people, and that's not cool. That's why that's why there is a financial incentive in the leagues I and especially in the big football league I play, and that does not happen. Right, but I'm saying this is all independent of that. If you just let your thing roll over, roll over, you're just gonna keep rolling over until your movies are out of the theater. So you're just gonna continue yeah, to fall off. Yeah, the but yeah, but then the thing's not fun, you know. Like, yeah, it's not fun for the bottom twenty percent or whatever that's no longer doing it. I don't. Know. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. Then what do you want to do? I'm down to try. I'm here's my thing though. On my list of priorities, it's a long list. Yeah. It's real low. Real low. Yeah. But I'm down to do it just to fucking see. But I'm, okay, you're missing my point. I'm uh, saying about letting kids into it, letting the, oh, the I mean, audience into it. I'm always down. I like that. Okay, fine. I'm going to be, I'm going to clear, clear, I have a shorter list of priorities, and this isn't one of them at all. <laughs> but I'm still going to play. This is yeah, something right. you can do while you poop Monday morning. It's that simple. I poop a lot. I really, I to, to be fair, yeah, knowing mm-hmm. fantasy f- sports as well as I do, this literally sounds like maybe one minute a week. It's going to be super maybe. simple. Looking see, at what you, came out in tap, tap Unless tap, you want to really go that. into it, but. But you don't know how long it takes for me to pick printers. Like, I will obsess about this for an entire day. You will lose a day of work from me. I just want you to know that. We were at Goodwill today, buying stuff for Kind of Funny Live. Mm-hmm. And my fuck, Nick, is the... Whole, I, I just don't understand what goes through your head when it comes to buying a prop that will be seen for one second. It has to be the right prop, and I like <laughs> options, and I like to go through and weigh all the options, and I, like I to put them all it. on my body. Nick here. I do appreciate that. You have $1,000. Mm-hmm. You have eight screens right there. Those mm-hmm. are the 15 you can pick from. Build your build it right there. You got neighbors. You got the Angry Birds. You got see, the cat. I mean, here's the deal. I got to go through and watch all these trailers. I got to see what they spent for their marketing budget. I got to see what the who the actors are. I would say the nice guys, but it's probably not going to do very well. Do you guys know what the nice guys about? It's the Gosling, right? It's Ryan Gosling. It's also Shane Black. It's not going to do well, no, but I want it well. to do well. But that's I not put how you play this game. What the fuck is the money monster? That's Ex- exactly that's why, why would you pick that? So right there, you know to put neighbors in there, put Angry Birds in there, put Civil War in there. You probably are over money already. You can just tap it. Tap it. Well, it just came out of sleep. Nothing, it. What's, I, I don't know if it's optimized. There, there you go. Okay, so there you go. Angry Birds is going into theaters. There you go. See, in that, there no. you go. You've, what you've, happened? You've, I died? No, that's how much. Or you have $1,000. Those movies cost like 400 each. So now you can't get any of the other big budget ones. You got to go down there and get the next one. Oh, this is horse shit. 
Fantasy You've lost Nick. Movie League. FantasyMovieLeague.com. I will say from an entrepreneurial stand, stand, uh, point of view, this is a brilliant idea. Yeah. Because this gets fantasy sports are great, but sports isn't fantasy sports. I think yeah, is almost ubiquitously interesting, but people aren't interested in sports, but they'd be interested in the system. Right. This and so exactly. I think this is a way to. This is completely ridiculous. It. I can't add angry birds and neighbors. No theater on the planet is not going to have both of those. No, but you have a thousand. Nick, it's a game. You're not. It's not a sim game. This what is the problem. It's a survival horror game. Like you're limited on ammo. You just have to choose the right. The Huntsman. I'm not putting that in movie. theaters. So go if you want to play with us to fantasymovieleague.com. It's the kind of funny. I need to. I need to spec. You understand how it works now, even though you hate it apparently, because you can't build the exact thing you want. We're the kind of funny movie league. Our password is best friends, all one word, all lowercase. Okay. So there you go. You can come play with us. And we agree the five of us agree one hundred dollars yes. for a five hundred dollar pot. Sure. Yeah. Everyone put your hand it's up. It's very low. Here. Very low stakes. Come here. Very, Kevin, low, very, very low stakes. Come, we're gonna do a woe bundy on three. One, two, three. Whoa, Bundy! I don't even know what there that means. It's from Married Nobody with Children. Does. It was a oh, I don't. Oh, when he was playing football or something. Yeah, I want to clear did, that I faked that it. Paul, John Paul Kyle. I also yeah, didn't know yeah, what it Paul meant, Kyle. but I pretended I did. The Will Bundy? Mm-hmm. I'm old. Some old school shit. Interestingly enough, Nick. Yeah. This one, fantasy football or fantasymovieleague.com, was brought to you by GameFly. <laughs> Uh, this this topic, of course, was brought to you by GameFly. Are you ready to save money and play more games or watch more movies? Then let me introduce you to our sponsor, GameFly. GameFly is the best way to buy and rent all your favorite games. Just go to GameFly.com, pick your favorite games, and have them mailed directly to your door. They have more than 9,000 titles to choose from, and you can try before you buy. Go to GameFly.com slash kindoffunny and start your free premium 30-day trial today. The premium trial allows you to have two games and or movies checked out at a time. You can only get this offer by visiting GameFly.com slash kind of funny tim what's your yes my topic of course kind of funny live is happening so i wanted to talk about it a little bit Mm -hmm. this is the last game over greggy show leading into the event itself right 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 right, right. yeah this will record one before exactly with a guest mm -hmm. but a guest that will be at yeah one of you a patreon supporter from patreon.com and then he'll be at the real show the live show and that's very very exciting we've been working super 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 hard on this shit it's going to be really really cool i want to get you guys thoughts a week in a week out not in i I didn't sleep last night you were up till 5 a.m editing stuff for kind of funny live yeah and that's what i'd like to stress if i can you say we've all been working really, really hard on this. That's a load of bullshit. You have been working. So is Nick. I know. Give Nick well, the I mean, Kretzky's and Kev, big Kev. Dog. But here, if I'm being clear, and I think seeing as how you guys have your own projects you're working on, secret projects. Sure. Again, the lion's share has been you. You, and I mean, like in terms of planning and editing and talking to people and writing things and figuring out what's going to happen next. Da da da. In terms of planning the event and making that happen, I feel that's been a yeah. you and Nick joint for sure because that's been months and months and months. And then in terms of getting things we need and doing all the other crap, it's Kevin. We got the doer. Yeah, and I, Kevin's the best doer in the world. What I really appreciate about this show in particular, it was a little bit like this last year, but this year is the first time. Thank you very much for the kind words, by the way. Um, but what well, I, I appreciate don't want anybody at the thing thanking me. I didn't do goddamn things. No, you, you're, my doing thing. cool, you're doing cool. I shit. planned one thing. Uh, what I really appreciate this time is. It's the first real time that I feel like me and Nick are switching roles in the I am directing this, you are producing this sense, where usually you're directing the thing and I'm just helping you produce it. And I'm the one that's like, Nick, okay, you need to fucking get this shit done. Stop doing that bullshit. Choose things. Now totally flip. We're like, yeah, Tim. Totally flipped. Like, 
don't do a balloon drop. And I'm like, I'm fucking doing a balloon drop. And you're like, don't. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to order the balloons. And then we ordered the balloons. So we're getting a balloon drop. But point of clarification (laughs) on the balloon drop. I was not the only person on the planet that said, don't do a balloon. Every other person was like, you're doing a balloon drop. I was going to say, wasn't it the person who owns the venue or whatever or (laughs) is playing the venue? The person who's doing all the set and lighting was like, you're going to put balloons above my set? None of this is true. None of this is true true. at all. The only truth to that. It was the it was the venue lady who. Was oh no, happy. Matt gave you shit too for the balloons. Matt was the one that told me to do the balloons. No, Matt was like Matt said something about like a junior high dance or something like that. That was you. Balloons. That was, that was, that you. was a Nick joke. No. I'm um, sure. Anyways, you guys are gonna fucking love the balloons. They're gonna be goddamn awesome. I loved the balloons last year. So did I. Hey, was gonna hate. That's cool. Everyone else gets balloons. I didn't like blowing up the balloons. Yeah, that's why Kevin bought machines uppers. this time. We got machines. He, he also bought balloon tires, which uh, I guess take a <laughs> some sort of advanced engineering joking, degree. Pull it out. You're gonna have to do it. You want? I'm not it? doing that shit. I'm not blowing up one fucking balloon. I'll tell you that right now. No don't you won't worry. even see me near a balloon. If a balloon hits me, I will lose my shit. <laughs> that's the that's the final straw for Nick. <laughs> that is it. I get too big. It's over. But yeah, it's been it's been really crazy because like last year was a lot of work. This yeah. year is like a whole other level because it's such a, a bigger show. But I'm really excited because it's finally reaching that like kind of pushover point where um, all the things are out of other people's hands and now mm-hmm. it's on us. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, we got this shit because I know we could do shit. It's when it's other motherfuckers. I don't trust other motherfuckers. Sure. Because other motherfuckers, you know, it's never a priority for those motherfuckers. Um, but a lot of the motherfuckers came through and I appreciate that. So now it's just about finessing it into the beautiful eagle that is kind of funny live too that's the thing as much as you know you talked about it in i think what two episodes ago that you had stress for the first time or finally understood stress that was the thing of like i was excited to get you closer and closer to this moment where it's like it's because now we're that thing of like if it happens it happens and if it doesn't it like whatever two in a week and a half this show is happening whether it's us on a cardboard box or whether it's us fucking floating around in a pool that you can go underwater for drum solos i like that a lot yeah that'll be colin's intro maybe for kfl3 um we're not getting a pool <laughs> yeah but um but that's the thing it's like if the, the the fear of the balloon drop is that oh it's awkward it might not work all right it doesn't work doesn't matter we're kind of funny we do whatever the fuck I was we gonna want say, you think I'm a, if it doesn't work you think zyger's gonna make fun of me for it nah nah nah, nah. zyger's gonna love that shit he's gonna want a balloon zyger will be too zyger. busy looking at pictures in his hotel room thinking that their scenery from outside his window <laughs> even though it makes no logistical sense how that picture can be there Stop eating peyote. So the real, I mean, you're asking how we feel. I mean, yeah. I really wonder how you're feeling. I mean, I'm not fucking hyped. Yeah. I've never been more excited for anything in my entire life. Right. It's going to be fucking awesome. Like if even 30% of what we have planned actually goes through, yeah. this is going to be way Well, that was the thing the when you and I show. sat down months ago at dinner and like we were, I think we were planning Square Enix stuff maybe or whatever. And we came back here and kept drinking. And we went yeah. through like what it was and like we laid out all these dumb ideas and you were like, if if this happens, that's and like, I think just about every one of those things we talked about yeah. has happened. Every it's, I'm guess we wanted every stupid video bit we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of things that we had to like tone down a bit, but it's like then we also toned up 10 other things and added five more things. Sure. To make up for it. And I, I think it's going to be going to be fucking good. What do you what do you think, Nick? Where are you at with it all? I'm in, I'm in the same place where it, would, it took a lot to get sort of the the partnership and stuff in place with RT um, toward the beginning of the year. And this kind of played into it. Originally we were going to kind of just do the event on our own and it wasn't going to build into the bigger sort of let's play partnership. And now, because obviously it makes a lot more sense and it's a lot more fun to work with another group. Um, we did that. And I think that added a lot more stress. So up until probably last week, I was like, I don't want to fucking do any of this. Um, this week was the first week where I'm like, oh, this is I, I forgot. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a good time. I just have to remind myself of that. But there's a lot more moving pieces in this. Um, 
that there wasn't last year uh, because we made it bigger. Now, there's always in the back of my mind that I'm like, people would probably be okay with us just going up there and just hanging out for a couple hours and talking to them just like Kevin Smith does. Um, and we chose to do the complete opposite of that, which is make a crazy like variety show with special guests and video pieces and crazy lighting and set and stuff like that, uh, which is cool. But honestly, I'm at a point with it where I'm, so, I, I'm behind on a couple other projects. So I'm just fucking like... I just want it all to go away. I just want to get to it, have fun, and then not do it again for another year. Yeah, see, I want to get it done and do it again immediately. But yeah, that's just going on that. I'm dumb. <laughs> no, not really. Because I mean, let's play live June 17th, LA. Even though we that we don't need to plan that. We just need to be there planning that. that. We just get to go and show nice, up. Yeah. That's gonna be fucking awesome. Right. Yeah, I I'm so so excited for this because my whole thing was I remember last year everyone expected it to be that where they just came and watched a podcast and like I remember the moment I remember seeing everyone walk in and their faces be like holy shit when there was like kind of funny branding everywhere and like there was an actual stage right and it just had like a feeling of like wait till they see this stage we're about to fill this room with people like yeah. it was definitely really 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 cool seeing the merch table seeing like kind of funny branding with all of our names on like table curtains that was definitely i mean that was you know that was what four months into the project last year in terms of like you know real days four months and a half i guess yeah but like when it was like real and so it's in a similar vein for me this time around where it's like you've been doing so much and you know so much about it that it wasn't really i like when i sat down to edit that video a couple weeks early lay out my storyboard for that video i was like oh this is gonna be a lot of fun and then like last night when i was i sent you that photo of me in a costume like it's kind of cool. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is going to be super, super fun. It is. And and I think that it's crazy because I didn't think that we could outdo what we did last year in terms of that feeling. It's kind of like the Uncharted conversation we always have. Like, Uncharted 2 has it's special <laughs> because of what it was at the time that it happened. And Kind of Funny Live 1 was that, I think, for a lot of people, myself included. Um, but we, me and Nick did the venue inspection a week ago. And just being in that space and imagining what it's going to be when it's filled. And with the amount of tickets we sold, this place is going to be fucking packed. And that's awesome. Like, it's going to be awesome oh yeah don't get me wrong day of it's going to be an amazing event and it'll be well worth every single piece of effort we put into it it's just the lead up to it has been not bad it's just a ton of work and it's like everything we always do where we've got we chose to throw a couple other projects on our plate that had we not would have made the workload pretty manageable like i would have actually been able to enjoy the process this time but it's been just kind of like a non-stop fucking just avalanche of work since i don't know forever january of this year january and last going year back all the way january last year yeah. um so when i stopped like when i'm well rested in the like when this morning when i woke up i was super excited about it right and then today i spent all day like doing sound effects for the last episode of the latest episode of kind of fun of the animated series and i'm getting texts from my animator right now uh dagan who has been working for the last like a month and a half straight to give you one final shot that he stayed home from work to do today. And I feel bad asking, but we need it. So it's like right now, and this is the shitty thing about where I'm at. And this is why I apologize for jumping down your throat earlier, but I'm so fucking tired that I just want to fucking curl up in a ball and I want all this shit to go away. And I know that come Saturday night, that'll all go away. Like it'll all be worth it. But right now the animated show, all this other shit that I'm doing is not panning out. And it's not, I don't I'm not getting that emotional payoff that I get when I present an awesome piece of work to the audience. It just hasn't happened. Um, and so my, it's literally fucking clouding my mind right now. Like there is a dark cloud above me and it's been above me for the last two and a half months. So it's going to be awesome because I'm really looking forward to sharing this night with all you guys and with the fans and finally decompressing from that. And not only that, but this will have come out and the other thing we're doing will have also come out. We can start working on that. But until we get to that point, 
I'm going to fucking kill someone probably yeah. at some point, metaphorically speaking. And I didn't think you jumped on my throat today for the record. I don't. I, I did. And really I apologize no, for that. Def- I mean, in terms of like, we've all jumped down each other's throats worse right. than that. Calm down. It's fine. Shush. Um, but like, remember that we, it's the same. I remember this last year. That's when you did the poster tube on the wall was last yeah. kind of funny lives. Yeah, so it's like, we fun. understand <laughs> the amount of stress you're under the amount of thing. And that's why I think for Colin and I, we, Try to be helpful, but we try to stay out of the way. It's like, what can we do? Okay, nothing. All right, we'll proceed on again. Yeah, and it's all, I mean, it's on me too, and it's on Tim as well that we we put the stress on ourselves, right? Like I said earlier, we could have. We're really bad at saying what's doable. Okay, let's go five percent above that, right? We just let we just we start there, kind of. We're like, what can we accomplish? And then on the walks to and from Starbucks, that five percent goes to ten percent, and then twenty percent, and then forty percent, and now we're at a fucking like to put it in context, we were gonna mm-hmm. rent. The Great American Music Hall, which is a 400 seat venue, had it locked. I was about to give her the deposit. And then Gus Sorolla said, oh, you guys are doing 400? Oh, we should triple that. Yeah. And that fucking tripled. And that's, no, no offense to Gus. If Fuck he's watching, you, Gus. Fuck you, Gus. Should have killed you with that bottle. But Gus was like, oh, you guys, we could, we could push more people than this. We could bring more people in. A lot bigger of an audience can be a part of this. And... We had to say yes. Like, I mean, you the, say no I'll that, never right? forget that phone call because it was like the first time. It was right when the, the RTE like partnership was really becoming a real thing. Right. And we're, we're talking to him. And he's just like, you only getting 400? Oh, you guys. You guys can push a thousand easy. Yeah. And I, just, yeah, I remember right. looking at you and I was like. And we both were kind of like, put, he's right. I was we just can. Like, and then like but, afterwards we walk God. away and we're like, can we? I don't know. We can. We can. Surprise. Oh, no. Surprise. We can. I mean, I, I had no doubt that it, it, it was a good idea. It was, it was a, well, it was a calculated risk, right? It was one of those things where like, we're like, well, let's, let's take, this is worth the risk. Mm-hmm. This is worth going big for. Cause if we fall short, whatever, it'll be the first time we've ever really, it'll be the first time the garbage truck exploded Yeah, and we have to put it back together. Um, but it's still gonna be on fire no matter what. So whatever. Yeah. Um, this fire is going to burn brighter than any fire we've ever it's lit. It's going to smell disgusting. Yeah. In that room after two days. Yeah. Um, but no, but I think day like how I feel right now, am I going to feel like this come Saturday night at 1130, getting sleep and going into the meet and greet portion on Sunday? No, I feel great. It'll be a huge, huge, huge like albatross a weight lifted off my shoulders. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we'll go right into E3, which will be another interesting thing that we have to start planning mm-hmm. at a certain point. But that, I'm planning that. Don't worry. That's, that's actually, to me, way easier than this because there's less moving parts. But that's something we do. We have done all collectively for the last 10 years. And so, like, I have every faith that you will plan that perfectly. We will come in as backup, do whatever you need to do. And we'll knock that out of the park. Exactly. This is a fucking Macklemore style concert that we are throwing for upwards of 1200 people. And the big thing for me is like I I think I'm like we're gonna get everything you're talking about getting done, but we got to still rehearse all that stuff oh, yeah. and get it all the day of because we didn't have enough money to get this, the venue the day before. We have to figure out in a six hour period how to load the entire show and get it rehearsed with all our special guests, mm-hmm. provided they all show up on time, which our people are good, but who knows? Uh, and then doors open at seven for VIP, so yeah, see what happens. It's gonna be but merch is on lock. There's but, so but many I, things that could have been the thing, fucked like, that aren't. That's the thing for me. Like I, I do have to remind myself on this that we don't have to be. No one expects perfection from us, right? No one. But there is a part of my possibly yeah. no. But there's a part of my brain that yearns for that, right? There will always be. That is always who I am, and that is that is usually why I get really stressed out because I don't like ninety percent. I don't like ninety five percent. I like one hundred and ten percent. I like giving people and that's why way fucking more than they thought they were going to get because that's what we all do. Every time we go to bat, like point. we swing for the fucking fences. We don't bunt. We don't, we're not trying to get a base hit. We're trying to get fucking grand slams every time we do anything. And sometimes we fall short, but at least you know you put 
all that effort into it. You mm-hmm. swung as hard as you possibly could, and had you made contact, the fucking thing's gone. No, 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 don't don't <laughs> put it on him. I just want to know if you had the same thought I did, where it's like, how do you get the grand slam without putting people on base? <laughs> I was like, do we call him on the fact that that's no one? Nobody's, nobody's bunting or getting get it fair enough. Because I knew you were right there with me. But I was afraid it was one of those 50 50 things where I'm like, Nick's gonna fucking punch the room. My no, face. I, had that, I had that thought too. I had that thought too. I was like, you shouldn't have gone with but baseball. But I didn't want to. I, I, I was like, so with you because like, you were doing great. You were doing great. That was just the end of Yeah. I was like, if you wanted to hit solo dingers all day, then that's great. That's a, that's an ambitious goal, even. Just, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe. In, but uh, in part um, <laughs> So anyway, so I mean, that's the problem. It's like you have to. With production, you just have to let go sometimes, and I'm, I've been really bad lately about letting go, just because there's a lot of stuff. I want this to be awesome. I want yeah. I want us to wear silly costumes and and give people exactly what they're expecting, but more. Yeah, and that's, oh, they're, that's they're really gonna, hard. But to do. I think the, the going back to your other stresses, I think the big problem with what we do is that we add on so much when it is just us, and we've been getting a lot more help now than we did before. Like with Rooster Teeth, they've been fucking awesome about helping out with this event. They've also added a lot of complications and layers sure. just because dealing with more people creates more issues and right. more. We're not, know, as nimble, we're not as nimble, not as fast, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's just different issues that come up. But the thing with us is it's like, all right, we're doing the press conference at Kind of Funny Live. Guess what? At a press conference, you need announcements. To have announcements, you need to do things. So we, we take that as a fucking challenge to let's do 10 new huge projects, you right, know? Right. So like, yeah, the shit you and Kevin are working on now, it's like, it's... Why are we doing that right now? Why are we doing that right now? Because it's fucking awesome. That's right. why. And it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for when people see that announcement. Oh, I think so. I think the it's, it's going to be, gonna be great. And, and honestly, it's it. you can't pick and choose. In, in business and in life, you can't really pick and choose when things happen. Yeah. Sometimes you can. But for the most part, things, you know, there's things you can, you have to just react to them, right? Things happen to you and you, you go, this is an opportunity. We either take it or we don't. And we're really, really, we have a great track record of thinking of like, as a group going, we got to take this one, right? And like kind of funny live is one of those instances where we could have we could have been done with the show already. Mm-hmm. We could have been sitting on our thumbs like twiddling with if we just wanted to do a podcast or like I said, just do the Kevin Smith does. By the way, Kevin Smith, phenomenal show, not taking anything from him. But all he does is sit up there and tell the same 10 stories that he's told for the last 30 years that I think are amazing. And I'll listen to every single day. Um, but we we don't want that for ourselves. And I don't think we want that for our sanity. So. We made it four times as hard on ourselves and then decided to just keep fucking taking well, on. Projects. I think the other thing there, too, and this is something that me and you kind of talked about over the last couple of years. But it's like, you know, last year we we charged like twenty dollars a ticket, I think twenty dollars and fifty dollars for VIP. Mm-hmm. This year it was seventy and two fifty. Right. And it's like, is that too much? Is that a lot? Whatever we're t- discussing. It's like, well, if we charge that much, that puts it on us to put on a show right. that's worth that much. And it's like, that's how I like thinking where it's like, cause that money goes straight into putting it into the show to making it bigger and better. And mm-hmm. it's like, I really enjoy that. That's the level we're at this year. Like mm-hmm. we're at a level where we're putting on it's at least a $70 show. Like it's fucking insane. Like I've seen big budget concerts that don't have as much dumb shit as this does, you know, but that's what people are here for. If they're not here for dumb shit, what are they here? And you know why? I, I think the money, you know, I was, I was, I didn't really have an opinion on the money one way or the other about what we were charging, but it reminded me of the fact that at concerts specifically, I mean, I'm not so familiar with the YouTube community, but concerts that are known to have like big touring groups. So like a band that I love, like 311 or whatever, um, they do 311 day every other year and they do 311 cruises every summer. And it seems like the, the and those are like expensive. And it seems like this, the, the part of the experience is not only seeing them play for five hours or something, which is an incredible amount of time for a band to play and play rarities and songs they never play or, you know, but also to, it's part of like being around other people that feel like you feel. And I think that that's kind of part of what you're paying for almost is to like, it's like uh speed dating 
for 1200 people but sure. not in a romantic way where you kind of like get to like i feel like part of that is like a really nice way to meet other people in line yeah. or you're kind of vibing with people and mm -hmm. and and you meet new people and you you knew someone on the facebook group or on the forums and you meet them there i think that part of that is kind of the fee the entry fee is like this is i don't like using the term that this is our most hardcore fan base that's going because i don't think that is true i think it's our most hardcore fan base that can access the tickets or access mm -hmm. san francisco i think we have europeans and people from all over the place or just younger people people without a lot of funds they can't do it but so i my whole mantra with this has been you know to to just stay away because it reminds me i've never planned something this big but it reminds me of just little things that i've done in the past where i'm like everyone just needs to go the fuck away and i'll handle this myself yeah. and f funny enough the thing that came to mind the most was when greg and i used to sit in a room every year and do the top ps3 and vita and ps4 games mm -hmm. and then everyone would try to give feedback and bosses would come inside and i'd be like can everyone just get the fuck out right you know like we we're making the list the list is going to be the list It'll be great. Just leave us alone. And when I thought about that in a very, <laughs> that would take like a day of our lives every year. Yeah. You know, and where we wanted to fucking kill ourselves. And then I multiply that by 100. And I realized that that's kind of what you guys are going through. So I'm like, my creative input, not really needed. The trust is what's needed. And you kind of just back away. And I've given feedback on a couple of things, but like, I'm like, I don't know. I, I, it's not really my pet, mm -hmm. you know, and I kind of just trust since we've been doing this for a long time now and nothing's really gone like totally off the rails <laughs> that like you guys are going to be fine doing these things. But I also think positive reinforcements guy wrote him a message the other day and stuff like that. Just let, let people know that, that like we're thinking about you and you know, where we support you, but like I get it. I wouldn't want to deal with me. I wouldn't want to deal with Greg. And uh, I certainly wouldn't want to deal with Kevin. Well, that's no. the worst. So, I, you know, so, I don't, I don't want to pop in with dumb yeah. questions. Yeah, exactly. that you've, you've been have, thinking about it for like four months. I have questions and, and, and I don't have any concerns really, but I have questions and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Like, like, I'll be I'm like, I'll just figure it out when we rehearse. Like, I'm not even I'm like really not even worried about mm -hmm. it. And in fact, like, I think that the onus on us this year in terms of rehearsal and things you have to remember is actually not as high because it seems like we used more of a spread shot this time with like a lot of cool shit that it, it doesn't seem like so totally focused on only us. It seems like it's focused on some cool events and some other cool people and stuff like that. And so my personal take, you asked like, what, where, is, where is my head? I'm like, I'm not worried about it. And I haven't really given it too much thought because I'm like, I'm going to, I, I have no preconce preconceived notions. When we sit down and we unveil everything to each other, like when we're getting in there, I'm like, then I'll understand it. And that's the time for me to think about it. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, like, just like you guys trust that the things I do are getting done. I'm like, I trust that this stuff's getting done and that they don't need me to really bother them about it. So do I have a bunch of questions? Sure. Am I super interested in knowing what's going to happen? Yeah. Do I have a general idea what's going to happen? Sure. Mm -hmm. But I'm not like, now's not the time. You know, we're like, it's almost like a band that tours every year and they don't talk to each other until two or three days before when they rehearse because they're like we're gonna play our music right like i think we know what we're gonna do so well, let's I mean, not you know let's not we don't have to worry about it well, I, I appreciate that um because your level of trust you got both of your level of trust in us is has been kind of i never actually have thought about that until now but tim and i have gone out and spent a lot of money on this and you guys <laughs> Are just like okay. Well, and we know you're just, spending money. We know you're you're doing things. Right. But I'm like, we'll rip, we'll make it back. And if we don't, it was a learning experience. But we're going to make it back. And I'm not super worried about. It. I'm just right. not. When have you steered us wrong? That's the big thing. And I don't. Yeah. We don't. We don't stress that enough to you, which I know comes off as maybe not being interested or not caring. But it's like when you're like, here's the budget for this project, and it's obscene, right? And mm -hmm. it's just like, yeah, whatever. Because <laughs> that, that would be like yeah. me coming to you and being like. I don't even know. I I need to do this on the for my topic. I don't you know, I, I have no great analog, right. but it's like, yep, whatever you say the animated series is gonna cost or what you need, sure. Whatever you need for this show, whatever you need for the next big project, you come in and you lay it out and Colin and I are like, well, yeah. 
It's like, you know what I mean? It's like every time you guys come in here, there was a day recently, not recently, God, within this year where you came in here for a call, probably about Kind of Funny Live. And it was right after you got some other announcement about Kind of Funny Live. And you came in here and I turned him like, thank God we have them. You know what I mean? Because like this is. Well, if the business was just the two of us, it would be very different. We would have $10,000 on Patreon. <laughs> Our one Patreon, we would have $10,000 on. And I would cry because of all the Twitch stuff. Like, I would, like We would know nothing. We would have no idea. We would no, be, the, the we'd lo- be great at creating shows and shotgunning them out there. But I don't know how to get any of it the, on iTunes. The logistical back end is like what's really... Um, pretty remarkable and that was what i part of what i said i don't want to talk about all i said to tim in his message but part of what i said was that tim's a dual threat right and like that's really become super interesting to and dual threat of course is like a sports term mm-hmm. but like you know so no, you so i'm not really that then but like it means like you could do two things very well when you're really expected to do one you can in basketball you can play defense and you can shoot in hockey you can back check and you're fast like mm-hmm. you know like those kinds of things matter and they're unusual and i am not a dual threat right and Greg's more of a dual threat than I am, but it's like it's the and the analogy I've used in the past before is like we get games, right? Greg and I are the get- getters of games. We know the publishers, we know the developers, and we acquire the games. You don't ask how you got them; we just give them to you, mm-hmm. right? It's like, yo, you want to code for this? Okay, I got it for you. Here it is. And you guys don't ask those kinds of questions about like, well, how did you get it? Who did you know? And like, tell me about. And it's like it doesn't matter. I got you the game, and it's just, so it's just the same, much more serious way of what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah, the venue costs X, and you're dealing with Y and v- Zen- vendor Z and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like. Okay, like I, I don't need to even know how this is happening. You guys have it on lock, right? The same way that your tweets are written every day, and Facebook and Instagram's taken care of, or we're getting you codes, or we're dealing with publishers and all that kind of stuff. And Greg's planning E three. It's like we don't need to know. Like, there's enough trust. It's kind of funny because the parallel to what Greg was saying in the original topic about how like tensions are high. My personally feel like my tensions are really low right now. You know, like Mm -hmm. because I'm kind of just more relaxed than ever. But again, as I said on the last week's show, I am still Colin. So like right, so there's a, that there's comes with a, like thirty percent tension, right? And it comes with a anxiety. litany of quirks, sure, and authentic annoyances, mm-hmm. both with myself and with others. Okay. But like to me, it's 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 to say that at the core of this group of four and now five is there is like a level of trust where I'm like I've never trusted anyone ever the way I trust. Like when we were at even at IGN, like there were people I trusted there, like people that were veterans where I'm like, I know you can do this. But if someone like that, I didn't know or didn't trust or like was newer, was writing a story, whatever. I'm like, I read that whole thing and I would rewrite half of it, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm like, nah, no. Right. You know, but with this, it's like, I don't, I, I, there's just a level of trust that is so high um, that I think it's kind of remarkable. And I think that's kind of the antithesis in a sense of what Greg was saying, not to say what Greg is saying isn't real because it is, but like you can cut that shit with a knife sometimes. But at the same time, I just feel like there's a there are a high level of trust and that's what makes the company function and that's what's making the company you know very profitable and very successful and growing is because I think that we're not up each other's asses that in fact like I'm technically the CFO of the company mm-hmm. but like that's just a title mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything you really are the one dealing with all of the all of that kind of stuff and I trust you to do it mm-hmm. you know meanwhile Greg is the CEO, but you guys are kind of dealing with outside vendors and doing like the leadership role positions that, you know, need to be done with rooster teeth and all these kinds of things. So there's a lot of different permutations of the way things happen. That I think it's quite remarkable. And I think kind of funny live too is a really nice it lens into how this happened. And we were kind of stupid not to document it better. And when we do kind of funny live three, we really should hire a crew to document it. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it. It's we just, did, you know, but but you, that's, it's hard. I yeah. mean, that, cause that's the thing is it's like, that's, you know, that costs money. That, that Who's going to plan that? And like, it's just, it gets to the point. Hopefully where next year will be more than five. They either get to plan the thing they're planning or work on. Right. That. right we right, could have, right, we right. could next year. We could have done that. Yeah. It's this, it's the, it's the inclusion of the additional uh, project X that we're working on that project X, I think was. And and that's the, you know to your earlier point like it's 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 really up. there's no bosses here, 
no one made us do this stuff. This was something we all got excited about. And I was like, I'm really excited about this. This is like right up me and Kevin's alley. Like, this sounds awesome. This is a tremendous opportunity that could really, really benefit the company long term. Like, yeah, let's fucking do this. And it was like, because you and I were like neck and neck on Kind of Funny Live for a while. And then it was just like, purr. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see you later, bro. And you were like, like I guess I'll. But that's, that's my thing. Is it's like the thing you guys are working on. I, I definitely have my opinions and my thoughts. But it's just like, I'm not going to get that shit done. You know what I mean? I know, yeah. I know he will. I know you. Yeah, have I, have, I mean, I have my thoughts on the programming stuff. for the stuff, but at the end of the day, it's like I look at what you're doing, and I'm like, even though some of it's not what I would do, <clears throat> balloon drop. Um, <laughs> it's still gonna be awesome. It's still gonna be fun. It's gonna be hilarious when the balloons drop with with or don't you know drop. or don't drop. Whatever, fucking cares. We'll, yeah, we'll make a, It'll be a story dropping. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Greg. But I look at it, and I'm like, again, it's one of those things where, like, and this is this is important for anyone out there who's working in a team or in a business together. Like, you have to know when to put your opinion forth or no one to look at something and go not the way i would do it but still going to get the effect that i would want to get it's fine yeah it's great and yeah. that's exactly how yeah. i feel about your guys's thing yeah, like, where i'm like i trust i'll be good if i yeah. ever need to give my opinion i will for sure right um but See, it's, been, it's been hard and i apologize to you guys because sometimes over the last like month i've given my opinion for no even I, i'll hear the words coming out of my mouth for things and i'll be like you're just being negative because you're tired like i i've I don't even mean to do it. I'm just like, ugh, that thing. And you're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> like, that's great, cool. Yeah. But like, well, I so I've been trying consciously to like to not. And it's it's difficult for me to do when I'm super stressed out, but not see everything as a negative first, right? Not have that first guttural negative reaction or something. And you guys see it. I'm sure when you guys talk to me, and I'm like, <sighs> and then I'm I get through it. And I'm like, oh wait, this is actually a fun thing. Let's talk about this, right? Um, but it's been hard. This last couple of months have been probably two of the hardest of my life. No, 100%. Yeah, I, I think the one thing you have to... So, a little bit of that old-fashioned, renowned Colin optimism. Mm, yeah. Is that, you know, a lot... So, I think that... I think that... <laughs> so, a lot of people ask, like, when we're going to grow, right? And when we... And, like, as in terms of new, like, numerically. Mm -hmm. And um, we grabbed Kevin over a year ago, and we've not grown since then. And actually, I do feel like we're like, we will be in a position and I don't know the ins and outs of it, you know, like other than knowing the back end of our business, which I do, but where like next year when this happens to point of like, who's going to manage these things, I think we are going to be six or seven or eight next year. Like, mm -hmm. I do think that like, it's entirely possible that like we can do a show even more grandiose with less stress, spreading the ball even more than it's already been spread. And so I think that's what gives me optimism. It gives me pause when I say like, well, it can only because now we have to really worry about kind of funny live three and four and five in a way of like being like, well, the fuck are we supposed to do now? And I'm space, like, well, but, but, but I'm like, it's going to be fine because even if <laughs> because like because we're not going to be the static group of five people with a static amount of, you know, funds or the, whatever it is. I really am optimistic that when we are planning this next year, the, the look of kind of funny next year this time is going to be radically different. I think mm -hmm. the shows will be the same. We'll have some new shows, of course, but like. I, I just feel like it's not going to be quite as dire as we might think where like I think this might be the hardest you've ever had. You might ever have to work on one specific thing because I think that there's going to be more people to rely on that you trust um, that aren't Craig and I. Uh, so take take heart in that because I think that, you know, you worked really hard at this. And <laughs> I was thinking exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. As that, I love that concept. It is a beautiful concept. But Tim and I will find a way to blow those people's plates as fucking high as ours right now. And then do and then go fucking we 10 times just, farther. We're bad at it. We are bad at it. We yeah. are, we, you and I are bad we need a real at prioritizing. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, it's true. It, it really but, is. I mean, but case in point, even Rooster Teeth has, struggles with this, right? Because they have a whole events team now. But they're really busy. 
because they've said, well, instead of just RTX, now we're going to do Let's Play Live, which is happening the week after E3, right? But they're all going to E3. They're all they're, so so. Like I feel like that's that's a that's a that's a hard thing for businesses to rectify because there's still an inherent fear inside me that this might go away one day, and I don't ever want that to happen. So I pedal the fucking metal right until the car burns itself out, right? Which it is burning itself out, but it's fine. I'll get a wash over the weekend. I'll be fine. Um, that's not how you fix a car you're burning out. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> I should probably take my Honda in then. Um, but th- but that's what I'm saying is like, and and that's those from the IGN days, right? Where we all good enough wasn't good enough ever at IGN for me. Okay. It wasn't. Portilla just Whoa. threw up in Greg's mouth. Did we get that on camera? Hand. If you're listening, to MP3. Hand. Hand. Not mouth. Hand. Forty. What's wrong? Out of his mouth. Forty. That's that's, yeah. that's scary. That's so I got to take care of this now. Okay. Greg, that was so fucked up how Portillo threw up in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's what you said. I'm like, anyone listening to the MP3? Imagine Wiener Dog. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to give props to myself, though, for just catching no, it. No, that was good. The show. I didn't even know what the no, fuck was okay. happening until yeah. it was over. Yeah. yeah. So that, was, that was pretty Keep an impressive. eye on him and see what that's all about. Yeah. But kind of funny live. It is. It's Anything happening. can happen there, too. Yeah. No, it's going to be crazy. I, I'm so I'm so excited for it. I know it's, at this point it's overkill of me talking about it just because like I this is my what I want to do with my life is this show, you know, and it's I think that's kind of why I want to go so overboard with it. And I am so pushy when it comes to stupid shit like balloon drops and stuff, because it's like I want the whole thing to just be moment after moment of memorable shit, because it's like this is what I experienced. This is the things I looked forward to. Yeah. Growing up, and it's just it's awesome that you know from my path of making stupid videos in high school to IGN to what kind of funny is it's like this is my one chance where I just get to act like the the stupid ass I get to be Kanye you know what I mean and like this is my Kanye moment that's fucking awesome that's all I want it's a bunch of people that are in on the joke with me Um, so that's away from the Kanye thing but like uh, just the fact that they've you've all been here for this whole fucking ride so it's like for me to be on stage you know looking like an asshole mm. and for all of them to be into it it's like that is the the best thing for me to look forward to and it's like i'll fucking never sleep again for that shit because it's gonna be it's gonna be great no i agree it's gonna be awesome and like even when you were talking about inviting people you were you know you reached out to everyone which i'm like you're right we should this is gonna be awesome this is something that like this is gonna be one of those shows that at first you're like is it is some of the stuff in there embarrassing yes Will people think it's hilarious and laugh? Yeah. Is it weird that all like some of my old bosses are coming to this and they're going to see us being complete chuckleheads? But I'm like, they knew who we were anyway. Yeah, no, the chucklehead part. I think everybody's expecting that. Don't worry about it. But I just love how this show is totally built for you, the viewer of the of our content, where so many people who are just like our casual friends and love, love us and love what we do, but don't like watch it are going to be there for the first 15 (laughs) minutes. Like. Like what? Is, I don't understand why? why any of this is happening, or people like what's happening. My yeah, entire but the thing extended is, family is coming. But and they're they going to be in a room yet. with people going fucking it, crazy yeah, to yeah, get yeah, it, yeah. and they'll feel that energy. I remember all my friends last year were like, "I don't understand what the hell happened," but obviously, I'm missing out. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, "Cool, that's fucking great." You fucking are missing yeah, out, you clowns. Really are. You, Colonel. But <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I have never ever been more proud of a project that I've worked on, and that's cool because yeah. I feel like continually. That just keeps happening with us. Like, we just keep doing stuff. I'm like, fuck, this is awesome. But this, I don't know how I'm going to beat this, but I will. I know you will. Is it Jawsome? Is it Street Sharks? Jawsome? That's a thing? Street Sharks. Street Sharks. Oh, yeah. Tim, my only thing, because I don't want to bug you with questions that you've already thought through. Uh My only thing, have you encouraged everyone to bring poster tubes? Uh, No, but I mean, I feel like the the VIP, sorry, the merch trailer. 
people have been hitting me up. Like, what size is it for poster tubes? Okay, okay. They're 18 by 24. Because, like, last year we had chairs, so it was easier to hide stuff under them and stuff like that. I just want to make sure everybody's in There's a coat check if people were really worried. And a coat check posters? Probably. Oh, this okay. is not. A, I mean, this is a problem that you deal with at concerts. It's yeah, not like it's not like poster. bands just, are being like, "Hey, bring your poster tubes." It's good you got to figure that we out. You need to make sure we at least bring rubber bands. Yeah, yeah. Like we did last year. Kevin's, Kevin's on it. Kevin's doing it. the shrug. What are we worried about? Kind of funny live is going to be great. Sorry. Kevin almost quit because you fucking said that. <laughs> you think did I'm you gonna... see? As, as a side note, did you guys see the fucking balloon tie tool that yeah. he bought? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like. I don't understand how this works. Oh! When he figured it out, it was amazing. Nick, Kevin, you're so smart. Nick, what's your topic? Segwaying. Uh, My topic is actually Louis C.K. I heard an interview with him. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Heard an interview with him on uh, the business, which is a phenomenal podcast about the business, the movie business, um, regarding um, Chorus and Pete, the show that he did. That he basically, if you're not familiar with this, this was a big story a while back. Um, A lot of people said he was losing money on it. He decided to self fund his own TV show and put it on his website. Now. He didn't tell anyone about it. He released it on a Saturday, like Saturday morning, purposely so that the media media wouldn't pick it up as quickly because he just wanted to market it to the audience that he knew would like it, which was the people on his website that had purchased his comedy shows before. (coughs) So he said he only had an email list of I don't know how many thousand people that had actually purchased from him. And he said, these are the people this is for. If I market it, I have to market it to a bunch of people who don't want this thing, don't like it. And I have to convince them that they should like this. And a good portion of them are going to say, fuck you. Like, I don't, why are you putting this in front of me? I don't want you to put this in front of me. And then a good portion might try it and hate it. And then there's a good, there's a small portion that might be his loyal following. So I just wanted to get your guys' perspective on this because this he said that now he's forecasting that into June and July he will actually start to make his money. Like he will break even on it. And then he can then take it to Netflix or to Hulu or to Vimeo or wherever he wants to go, whatever the next platform is. But it's fascinating to me that a guy of his stature, because he's arguably one of the most well-known comedians in mainstream media today um, would choose to do that while and copy us basically is what I'm trying to say. Like it copy our, how we do things, right? Which is just to develop our own little audience market to our audience and just live in that ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's actually a really funny thing. I've been reading articles that aren't about that, but they're, they're about how, a lot of actors and actresses are upset at influencers and how influencers are oh, taking, their, article taking their jobs and yeah. stuff. I mean, there's a, there's a whole bunch. It's a, yeah. big, it's a really big thing now. And people are sort of like, oh, these people with followings, like they don't need to fucking work hard. And, you know, they're taking our jobs. And it's like, to an extent, to an extent, it's like, I get, I get the the sentiment, but it's like, that's discrediting today, by the way, Colin, rare form. Sorry, Tim. That's discrediting all the work that the, the influencers put into mm-hmm. creating that following having said that are these actors better than these actors i don't know like it's not uh one or the other thing like some of the influencers could be great actors like if you have that the business acumen to kind of figure out how to do both then good mm-hmm. for you you know um i think that the that with this it's it's kind of that same thing where it's just like that's a perfect example of uh, I'm, I'm putting lumping him with actors sure. but he, mainstream yeah, I would. You, you know, I would, yeah. yeah where they're like he's being smart He's like, all right, I have a following. How can I use it instead of just having a Twitter following that doesn't actually mean anything? How do I actually engage with the people that engage with my content? Right. You know, I think it's it's super smart. What interests me about what you're saying is so it's about to hit, you know, making back its money so that now it can go on Netflix. So it's no, like, he could have put it whenever he wanted to. But his I think his his he did it knowing that it wasn't going to be like a smash success, but he did it as, as just a test to see what it would be like just to market to the people who he knows like him. Who actually, and there's a difference between people that like him, people that are 
you know, as we know, like people who are actually willing to show their support monetarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from what I understand, he didn't want help making this thing. He wanted to control it all himself, which I, which I understand completely from a creative standpoint. And when you go through a studio or go through Netflix, they have usually have a say in it. He just wanted to do, see what it was like to make something of high quality. I mean, we're talking, this has great actors in it, right? It's like, it's Steve Buscemi, Alan Alda, Jessica Lange, like all these people that you would look and be like, that is Alan Alda. Like that. Alan Alda is awesome, right? I mean, he's like, he's, he's an amazing actor. has been for the last 74 years. years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, uh, but yeah, I think it's fascinating because I think that there is that sort of feeling right now, right? It's to that, to your point, like I, I saw a couple of those articles too. I forget who the actress was that, um, was, was talking about influencers, but she was talking in such a negative light. And when I originally heard the story about Louis C.K., and I'm actually a Louis C.K. fan, I, my first thought was, ha, stay in your own world over there, buddy. Don't Whoa. come into our world and try to market because you're going to lose money. You don't understand how this works. But then I'm like, no, that's stupid because all he's trying, what he's really trying to do is evolve, which is all you can really, this is what you have to do, you have to evolve do. or die. Um, and, the, and And so I think you're going to see more of that. And I would love, I mean, I'm sure, I don't know if he's ever going to actually share like how many, how many purchases he's gotten, but you know, you see him experimenting, like he was talking about how they were releasing it episode by episode and then it, it, it went down and then they released the entire season and guess what? It went up and yeah. they did it for like a discounted rate. So here's my up. question. I don't know. I didn't know anything about this. I hadn't heard about this. Yeah. I'm just not that in tune with the entertainment uh, industry. No one did because you didn't tell anyone about it. <laughs> but I, this happened a while ago. Yeah, right? it was a while happened. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when you're saying he emailed it or set it, hit everybody up, was he saying buy this or is this just something that's available to you? Gave him the download link. So this is, no, this is available for purchase if you want it. If okay. you guys want. This okay. is my brand new okay. show. It's available to you guys first. Um, and supposedly now he's getting to a point where, yeah, he's he's broken even. I mean, he he funded it out of pocket apparently, and then spent all his money that he had allotted for it because he's got a lot of money. But he he allotted for it, and then went and got a, a loan. I was a gonna say credit. I was to, gonna say I think he spent all like I think he actually like maybe he spent a lot of went broke. Like I think as far as as far like as far as well, I understand, like he definitely like burned through a lot of his own money. You wouldn't have to take out a loan if. Yeah, if, I mean, I think he. He he talked, but he wouldn't talk specifics uh, in the interview that I heard him with. But he was talking about how it's enough so that he worried about it, yeah. not that he was never going to be. I mean, because Louis C.K. could you just go shit tour. a tour out of his ass. I think right what he said is like I would just tour and make the money, ten million dollars. All right, so this is the thing I, I was thinking about this because I read about this a while yeah, ago, and 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 um, so I think that this is way more calculated than a lot of people are giving credit for, and I think mm-hmm. that he's kind of I don't want to say full of shit because I like Louis C.K. I don't think he's full of shit, but I think this was the part of the game, which was like I'm going to make a comedians and like. Uh, getting coffee, like in cars, or whatever kind of yeah. style, gorilla kind of thing. It's not the same. It's definitely not going to have the same power that that had. But, um, and I'm going to make it, and I'm going to talk, and I'm going to release it kind of gorilla style, and then I'm yeah. going to talk about how no one knew about it and yeah. make it cool and stuff. Like I think this was totally calculated from the ground level. I don't think that like any of this was as random as people are making it out to be. Mm-hmm. And like that's why I respect Louis C.K. and that's why I think that so with comedy. I think that world is way more congruent with our world than 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 a lot of people think. Like, comedy is about grinding and um and and then kind of resonating with a certain audience and becoming really big. Like my favorite comedian right now is Anthony Jeselnik. Like, and that guy's fucking ridiculous, <laughs> right? Like that guy is super inappropriate. Like when something terrible happens in the world, you go to his Twitter account and like, sure as shit, he's the first one to make an awful joke about a very serious thing because he didn't give a fuck. And that's like what made him big. So he had his own thing. He took a lot of risks in order to do that and alienated a lot of people, but he came big. And so I think that there's like some congruence with like influencers, YouTubers, or whatever with comedy because it's a grind. It's very much like music. So as opposed to like 
getting your first shot in a movie or a TV show where someone sees you and then a huge audience sees you, you actually have to go like club to club or venue to venue mm-hmm. and like build up your thing. And so I, I re- like I res- even though Louis C.K. had his FX show and still has his FX show and all that kind oh, of but stuff. But he worked. He did exactly what you're talking yeah. about for a number of years. So I respect the shit of what he's doing. And I think when I saw this, I was like, this is a super calculated and actually really savvy and smart move. And you're gonna make a shit ton of money on this because it pulls a little bit on your sympathy strings. But I think people know that there's a little more to this than meets the eye. And like it's part of the marketing campaign for this is to make it seem like it's a gorilla thing and no one knew about it and now the person brags that they knew about it and then you have to go buy it and all yeah. these kind of things mm-hmm. so i'm sure that he made some mistakes i'm sure he was scared that he was gonna lose his money because he had like built up quite, probably a pretty significant fortune um doing his show in his tour in his tours he's expensive mm-hmm. to see oh yeah um but at the same time like i feel like this is not as bold maybe as as originally thought because i think he's louis ck and if he wants to flex his muscles and make it happen he's going to happen if comedy central wanted that show or F- i'm sure he could have gotten big tv oh, he, he, said he, could have. Yeah. he said he could have and he just chose not to so like that's what i'm saying goal. is like he's in an interesting position where like he put it all on the line kind of but like he can just go towards still a risk yeah, yeah but he had a, he definitely had a parachute yeah exactly yeah, yeah that was my first gut reaction too as soon as you said the thing where i'm like all right this is totally planned i, I think that's a it's brilliant plan it's the same thing as beyonce putting out her album of, of, out of nowhere and out it's nowhere, like well yeah. okay of course you're beyonce like of course it's gonna do well sure um even radiohead like when they first did the pay what you want thing it's it's not so much that it is it brilliant or not that at the time definitely was brilliant that was a game changer in the way that you know people distribute content that's what we do like so much mm-hmm. of that i don't even think patreon could exist if that you know moment didn't happen sure. um but at the same time it's like it's not that it was a brilliant idea it's the fact that it was different. So it's like instead of spending a bunch of money on marketing to get, you know, little square ads to be on IGN, mm-hmm. like you're just putting the, the it's not even so much money as much as the effort in a different way. And like, yeah. if you can make headlines for how you're marketing your thing, you're going to be way better off than, than putting anything into any other form of marketing. Yeah. yeah. I, sorry. Go ahead. No, that was it. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think it's probably a combination of both. Right? I think there is a a current of of people everywhere because the traditional model was always pour a ton of money behind a pilot of some sort get it out in front of the public market the shit out of it spend a lot more money on marketing and hope to god that people like it enough to order more episodes of this thing right and now we're seeing a, a shift of instead of spending all that money over here let's spend a little less money and just try to like do what the influencers quote unquote are doing which is like garner your own audience and then market to them and you can't spend like we couldn't afford to spend hundred thousand dollars on an episode of anything that we do here like it just wouldn't happen but we do have pretty decent margins that keep us all fed um and i think that's what people are struggling that's what you're gonna start to see more and more in the, in the coming years with tv and film specifically as people like rooster teeth go well we don't really need warner brothers even though i think they did partner with warner brothers but they didn't they didn't it's partnered with a studio, I think, to to do something. I can't remember what it was. Out in Japan? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They partnered with, with WB Japan to get Ruby in Japan. There you go. Um, yeah. We know our facts. So, yeah. like, so, there's, so that makes sense. But realistically, like, RT doesn't really need anyone. They've got million, They've got 8 million subscribers that they can market to, right? I mean, look at their million dollars buck game. Exactly. That's the point, right? <laughs> so you're taking $10,000 asked. What are they up to, like, 700000 or 600000 now? They're coming up on 800, 800. Okay. But again, they're, they're just that's just a way to pre-order. Oh, no, yeah, sure, but that's a way to give way more than the $20 the game would cost. And, sure. and to make headlines, too. Yeah, exactly. also true. Also true. But also and they're using to, Kickstarter, not um, Indiegogo, which I think is really interesting. They've gone back and forth between those two, right? So that, well, Indiegogo you know, was, the, was the movie, and it's like, but that's the whole thing. Is so they're like, probably fighting about, behind the scenes. Yeah, it's about all of this, yeah, like, the, the headlines. And I think it's great. I love this shit so much. Oh, no, yeah, and but, but it's fascinating because, like, you hear those actors, the, the people in mainstream traditional media who have fought so hard to get to that place. But what, what, they're, what that tells me when someone says, oh, these influencers, yada, yada, is that behind that that sarcasm or that anger um, is a fear of 
them not being in control ultimately of their own destiny. Like no one is. There's no such thing as being 100% in control of anything. But the five of us control our livelihood a lot better than someone who is a a day player on a television show right now who may or may not whose character may or may not come back or might need to get killed off for some plot line and they may never work again. Um, same with film actors, right? We're like Chris Pratt's hot right now. Two years like Ryan Reynolds was hot 10 years ago, right? Up until Deadpool, he was really not getting any work. Now, granted, I don't think he was hurting for money, but still, he's not in control of his own destiny until he took something like a project like Deadpool and was able to push it through and be the main force behind that. We're doing that on a micro level every day here. And so it's interesting to me that a guy like Louis C.K. would be like, I can work with these people and that's cool. Or I could market to the smaller audience, have way more create all creative control over this control over my destiny in, in general and just maybe get I, I can I can get my money back from these people I've proven from the sales and my other stuff that it might take 13 months but I will get the money back and then I'll be in the in uh, in the black and marketing more and making more money off this thing yeah it's it's so all of that is so interesting like I've reflected a lot recently about you know what we do compared to what I did at IGN and all this stuff and it's like it's funny because I'm at the point now where we've done this so long that I can't fathom working a real job. You know, it's just like, it's like, what is, it's, this isn't a job to me. This is just my life. And it's, I feel like I don't have a job. I work super hard, but it's, it's weird that like we represent such a small percentage of the world. And it's like, it's selfish in so many ways. And I feel like it's kind of alienating in a lot of, a lot of ways that I can't even really put my head in the same headspace that like the majority of the world is in when I'm thinking about. So I'll be talking to my friends. They're talking about taking their CPA exams or this or that. I'm like, fuck, like you're in school right now. Like that blows my mind. But it's like, I don't know. It's, it's all that combination of hard work, luck, this and that. But like, even that, what we have going for us is like, wow, why, you know? And it's like, you can answer that question, but it's not like you can reliably do this, 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 and this, and you'll get that. You know what I mean? There oh, no. is like so many X factors. It's not even just one. And I think that that's kind of the, the, the weird magic of all of this. It's just like with him, with Louis, he's just, he somehow got to where he's at and he needs to use that to keep getting wherever he's going. Cause like we couldn't right. have done this without IGN. Well, we couldn't have got to IGN without doing X, Y, or Z, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, we couldn't have got to there without something else. And it's it's just really weird how everything works together to get you where you're at. But I really respect people that are constantly trying to think of, all right, I'm where I'm at now. How do I take that to the next level? Or how do I keep trying to adapt? Because it's the moment that you stop. And it's the moment that you're just like, I'm okay, that it all ends. Yep, it's true. Keep adapting. Keep evolving. Louis C.K. Species. That was the that was that was Michael was Madsen. That, remember yeah, that joint? Yeah. Who was yeah. the girl in it? You remember the girl's name? You remember all the girls' names? No, I got Yvonne Strahovski on that. Yeah, my, my, it's not her. It's um, Natasha Hendricks. There it is. That's what it is. And just a help before we go on, a healthy shout out to Alan Alda, who whose best role is in the West Wing. And so I'm was super. Say, wasn't I'm, he on Mash? With he, like, oh, he was in Mash. No, Forever. In Mash Forever. Yeah, yeah. But in the a West Wing, in the in the West Wing, he was awesome. I don't remember him though. I mean, I didn't get that far. He's the second. He's the guy that runs. For the GOP nomination in the mm. second half of the season, or like in the last in the last two seasons, and then becomes Secretary of State because he loses the election. Spoilers to a show that ended eleven years ago. I never watched it though, so fucking awesome. I watched the first I'm two halfway seasons. through it. Yeah, well, no. sorry, I just, it. I just ruined it for granted. No, I remember, I remember because I was a fan. That's how no. I, I knew yeah. I wanted to watch it from back in the day. Colin, what's your topic? Uh, I wanted to talk about Colin and Greg Live, mm-hmm. which is our uh, morning show. Uh, on Twitch, and we've been doing it since uh, the day we launched on uh, January 5th, 2015. 
um, pretty much every weekday we've missed, I, I would say, cumulatively probably 20, 25 days in that time, with the exception of the two weeks we took off at the end of the year, et cetera, and so on. Mm-hmm. So this is a pretty consistent product. It's actually our most consistent product in terms of like airtime. I'd say it's it's five, six, seven hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to kind of openly bounce ideas off of you guys and just kind of a notion I had about Colin and Greg Live. Where I, So my, my thought about this particular show, I was talking about this show with who was I talking to about? about it with oh okay I, i'm not gonna t- I, I was talking to about nancy the, reagan nancy reagan who is dead the ghost what? of nancy you didn't reagan. talk to her before but i was talking to, i was talking to someone in the industry high up at a, at a big developer and um ted price ted price no and uh we, he and i were talking about the show and he's like and he he was like this is the show with the greatest really the greatest potential mm-hmm. because it's it's that you guys do because it's different and I started to really think about what he was saying because I was like, well, that was the way I pitched it to you guys to begin with. It was like, let's do something a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and my thoughts are, are we putting enough? Are we? We were talking about like the bandwidth is full, right? Like mm-hmm. we have no more bandwidth. But are we making a mistake by not putting more time, effort and thought into that show in particular? And do you agree with the assessment of this learned gentleman um, that? This show might have way more untapped potential than almost anything else we do. We just kind of do it. And a lot of that's on me, obviously. I mean, it's my show. It's our show. Greg is my show. But is there somewhere? Do you see the show growing? Do you see the show changing? Because basically the impetus that I want that, of, of this particular conversation was like, I was thinking about going to the audience and being like, what do you want the show to be? Because like, it's just whatever I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And it's just stupid and funny. And what we've noticed is that. The numbers have gone down from concurrence from like five or four thousand to like twenty five to three thousand. Mm-hmm. But the show is way more profitable, gets like tons of tips. Um, so like uh, and subscribers so that the numbers are kind of inverse where the actually the number the viewers daily viewers have gone down. But the the, the money that we make off the show and, and all the practical things that we need to worry about as a business mm-hmm. are actually way up. Um, so what's you guys having both co-hosted the show and also doing the show without us. Right. I'm curious, like what your thoughts are on this and if it would be a wise play for us to go to the audience, whether now in this video or in the few in the near future and be like, what do we make the show? Because it was modeled after things that were way more serious and the show is totally like not serious anymore. Yes. Yeah, but I kind of like that's what makes me like doing it. So I don't want to get up and do like, a, like I was wondering, like, do we make it 60 minutes? Do we have segments? Do we like do everything? In? It's all, it begins at this and then it goes into this and then it ends with this. I'm like, yes. Yeah, kind of boring you know but maybe that's what people want maybe that's why the numbers have gone down but then would it be more profitable yeah so uh, i i personally like the show better when it's our normal shenanigans right like i i know we've there there have been instances where we have to kind of get through it and i think on the shows that i've been on in the, in the last like two months the ones that i've enjoyed the most are the ones where we just have a bunch of stories some of them are fun some of them are serious some of them are worthwhile and some of them are just dumb to read and we know that we're going to be able to vamp off each other shoot the shit it really is to me i think the power of the show is the same power that we that we always have in everything we do it's a bunch of us fucking around talking about stuff and having a good time and people like to have a good time like people like to watch people having a good time and when we're having a good time they're having a good time because at the end of the day they're maybe all halfway across the world um someplace where they're either bored or just need a break for a half hour and they want to watch a bunch of guys fucking goof around right and i mean that's that's my thing is when i've seen the tips come through when i've seen people um, who respond very positively, whether it's a tip or a, a new sub or something like that. It's always after some stupid back and forth between Kevin or some really insightful piece of information that came from another dumb shit joke that we were talking about, about a story, you know? Um, and I think all that's built on a foundation of, uh, of you guys actually having a strong knowledge for the industry, especially for specifically for games. But once you get that out of the way, 
I, I personally just like it when the fucking show goes off the rails. Gregory, what are your thoughts? It's your show as well. I mean, I think it could go either way. I think that's the thing. I think if we're going to have a bad day, it starts with calling Greg live. It starts with you're late. Kevin yells at us to get in the room. We don't get in the room. This is happening. We bicker between the three of us about something stupid, and then I'm off on a bad mood. I mean, so it's like those are the days where I'm like, fucking cancel this. I'd rather answer emails. I'd rather plan PS. I love you. I'd rather edit thank you videos. I'd rather respond to Patreon messages. I'd rather do all this stuff. But then when it works and we're all in a good mood and we all come in ready to make a show and positive and we have that energy together, that's when it's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. And that's when there's a million subs and there's a million tips and everything's great. And it's a product you can totally be like, yes, this is fucking fantastic. But the problem is that with their, you know, you're asking, should there be structure? Cause should there, of course there should be. I think that's one of the reasons why beyond worked. It's one of the reasons why this works. It's one of the reasons PS I love you works is that you know what your responsibilities are and how to hit them and where to go and da 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 da. And I think we get into this weird thing of like, you know, I'm texting you at like 1040. Like, are you come? Where are you? I don't even know if you're in the, like, there's a day I knocked on your room and I thought you were dead. Cause like, I didn't hear him leave last night and he's not here now. Like, I don't know what's happening. You know what I mean? It's like this weird flux of just like, if it's, it, if it's haphazard and stressful to get started, then it just it has a bad tone. It's what I talk to you all the time about. Like, we get to set it right. Like when we like that PS I love you that nobody liked and heard a lot of people didn't like. Right? We sat down and your first thing is like, I'm tired. It's been a long day. And then people were like, why, why, why? Like we hadn't said anything. Nobody would know. You know what I mean? Like that's what um, when I, that day. So nobody knows this. Uh, like Christine and I break up on a Sunday. I come back immediately. Go out to wing wings and come back and go in my room and go to bed. I saw you for like two seconds. You're out in the living room, but I didn't want to talk about it. And so that morning I woke up, we did call on Greg live. We had, we started into lunch and then we did the meeting and I broke down in tears and told you all that we broke up and you're like, I can't, how did you do that? Like for me, like the part of the job I fucking hate is the emails, is the planning, is the bullshit, is this thing, is this back and forth with somebody about a W9 that we need to fill out after this. It's all these dumb, stupid things, right? But when I get to be in front of the camera, I have to ignore everything. I get to ignore everything. And so if that can be pure, if that can be us excited, if that can be us, even if we are any of us interplay between each other, it's bad. You know what I mean? Like if we've had an argument or something right before we went on, if we can all check it and just be pow and be the people we want to be, that's when it's the best. And we leave here on an up note. Whereas like, I think if the show is bad or we come in with baggage over us or I come in with a chip on my shoulder that it's later, I didn't know, or Kevin fucking again was asking me like comes out and he's like, yeah, what is it? Uh, every morning at 10 55, you come on, you go, going on, going stand on by. I'm like, why are you, there's four, four of us right here. You know what I mean? Like it's these little things about like, it's not that that's what sets me off. It's the Nick thing of we were just talking about, not the yeah, Nick yeah, thing, yeah. but like, that's the, Nick sets me up all that's the tiddlywink that set it off because I am upset that I, you know, my schedule is always fucking weird in the morning where I wake up and today I wake up and I put this shit on myself. Like we put everything on it. I wake up, right? Why are you uh, shitting yourself on yourself? Huh? Why am I shitting on myself? Yeah. Uh, it's just a good, it's like a good exfoliator. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I, I wake up and then I, I'm, I'm waiting for my personal laundry to come or whatever. If I, it gets here, I give it to them. I answer comments in Colin and Greg live. I'm like, cool. We're getting close to 10. And that's usually when people start showing up. So I want to make sure I get people in the house. Then I, I'm like, oh yeah. And I have a phone call about this project. I get on the phone call. You guys come da da da. And then I'm now behind the schedule I wanted to be on. It's mm -hmm. like, so I'm already like, amped up so if it is the kevin comment if it is calling being late if it is this like that's just another thing it was like oh and then it's harder to shake it and then if we if we do have some dumb exchange you know what i mean like whether it's me and kevin whether it's you and kevin whether it's us whether it's all of us whatever it's me and nick like that's all it takes to set it off so to get to Connor, like yeah i think like i i think standardizing some of it would help and i don't mean standardizing in a static bullshit way but i do think that you know 
1040, the stories are in. You know what I mean? Like it isn't the sliding, and that works for me too. Whereas like whatever my responsibility is 1040, I'm not in the shower. Today I was in the shower at 1045. You know what I mean? Like we turned the shower on the Jones at the same exact I time. That. I put my but hand on the wall. But we got that. But we have that. It was like literally the same time. It was, yeah. pretty, it was yeah. pretty funny. It was pretty cute. But like that's the thing is like we standardized <laughs> it to the point where there was a okay, here we go. We're getting ready. We're checking our bullshit and we go rather than the bullshit coming in behind us. That's the thing where I can't get away from the bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see from that show because I've I've pretty much stayed out of the the planning and execution of it for a while. But what I would love because is there is so none. We. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So I mean, but but you know, I see Kevin being really stressed out, and you like his first words to you right before you guys have to go on is a stressful thing, right? So he is stressing you guys, and I see it because he does it to me sometimes when I have to be on the show, and I don't like it. But I don't also don't like putting him in that spot, right? When he has to come over to me for the third time and say, "Can you?" please come into the room so I can do a sound check. Otherwise we're going to, there's going to be no sound. I don't know what's going on. I need someone to speak into a mic while I can listen to it. Right. And it puts me on edge. The way to alleviate that is to have what you're talking about, which is a set production schedule that you got to lead. Like it has to be you. Right. Cause we're always the ones that are like, you're the one constant of the show. So you need to be the it, one that's like, yeah, it is your show. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, like, you know, Greg, we're all welcome to put some something up in the document, but you're the one gathering the news and hosting and and you're the one, honestly, that it's, you know, you anchor it. You're the anchor of the show. Um, So to me, like having more of a stringent format that we can play around with, I think would be a good idea. Like, I'm not saying we never break the rules like we always break the rules, but let's know what the rules are. Just like Lego Dimensions. Exactly like Lego Dimensions. Yeah, that's so that that's kind of the, 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 the meat and potatoes of it, I think, is. On one hand, I take a lot of pride in the show because it is easily per like effort put into the show. Like we don't like Greg and I don't really we, we joke about how like we didn't even plan the show before we did it the first time. We didn't talk about it at all. Mm-hmm. We just did the show because Greg and I did so much together that we were just like, we know exactly what the show's sure. going to be. We were both on the same page. It's, it's and the show in my mind is kind of like my vision for it in a way. It, yeah. it would work better. So in one way, I'm like very proud of it because I'm like, this is easily the most profitable thing we do for time spent on it. Like mm-hmm. we make like the show makes quite I a lot. Th- I don't think it is, though. I think then that's that's where my take is on the whole thing is that the, even though the money's went up, it's still not near the money that we make on the, on the other shows, even per time put into it when you take into consider sponsorships or just like the overall ad money when it all adds up and this and that and whatever. Um, but I I think that it's interesting where it's it's worth doing i think that's the most important thing to keep in mind that's worth doing but um i i think that it it, again i agree that it's at its best when it's you guys having fun you know and when it is more of a a fun thing it's funny what nick was saying earlier about how i think he was talking about kind of funny live where it's like i it's not how you would do it but it works you know i feel that way about it like definitely definitely not how i would do it but it totally works and i'm like cool um i think that uh it if it was more of an actual news podcast and that could be a different product too. Like that's the thing is it doesn't necessarily need to be Conor Greg live, but I think that actually really getting into the news is what people want from, from you. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe I I don't, I like that. And that's the, that's the hard thing. That's, that's the hard thing that that's for me to read is like, I don't know. Like the, 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 I, I like, that's why I need to like, I need more feedback from the audience specifically because it's hard for me to know why the show is, profitable but also understand why the show shed viewership is because it's definitely it's not a show for casual kind of funny fans and that and it 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 was when we were not really a defined entity really so it was like something that was like very malleable Mm -hmm. and people were in and out but i've noticed that like the more off the rails it's gone the funner it is for me to do and the more and the more laughs we have and the more tips we get and the more subscribers we get but the fewer viewers we get yeah and so like for me i'm like 
I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to make this into because part of me. So going back to what my, my, my friend was telling me is like, this show has significant untapped potential, but it seems like it needs structure. And to me, I'm like, structure's good because it was modeled after shows that have significant structure because mm-hmm. they're on TV or on the radio. You can't just like fucking do whatever you want for, you know, so today will be 45 minutes. Tomorrow will be an hour and a half. It's like, that's not sure. possible. And so in my mind, I'm like, it's got to be a confluence of both things. Mm-hmm. Probably a, um, less, a less visual show. And that way it can be made an audio podcast because a lot of people are like, why is it a podcast? I'm like, it does not work as a podcast. It will not work as a podcast. Trust me, it doesn't work. Um, but we can make it work. PTI, which is a TV show, does work as a podcast. I listen to it as a podcast. I don't even watch the show anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, I think part of it is going to be a, 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 a collaborating with the ideas of some sort of structure, like making it an hour, choosing only five news stories or something a day, the most five important things to talk about totally aping what pti does and putting a clock on the board that forces us to only read the story and talk about it for a minute rewriting the stories to condense them which will create more planning but then i feel like the show loses its soul and then i wonder if the show is just not meant to be any more than what it is you know um but i go back to this idea of there's nothing like it like there really isn't anything like it i'm really proud of that like there's there's shows that are more serious and better produced that talk very gregariously about games mm-hmm. but like our product is unique and it is inspired by things outside of games but the things that inspired it are way more structural and we've let kind of funny kind of infiltrate like the the the, the modus operandi the way we do things infiltrate the, the spirit of the show and i think it's made it more fun like i enjoy doing the show way more the last like few months than i've ever enjoyed doing sure. it because i just think it's like it's fucking stupid you know mm-hmm. but then there are people in the comments to tim's point where they're like just get into the news but then there are people in the conference and be like, this is so fucking Bring funny. Bring out the whiteboard. Why are yeah, you using like, the whiteboard? Yeah. And, and I'm like, I'm like, we, I mean, like when we did a show with Ramon, we didn't do the news at all. Yeah. You know, and I, I, think, I, that's, and, I think that's the key thing, though. So honing on is like, OK, so like, yeah, there's people are never going to always agree. There's always going to be different groups that want different things. But it's like, all right, what are we doing? Why are we doing that show? We're not doing that show, at least now, for the financial means or for the, the views or anything, because they're just, just not in comparison to any of the other shows we do. It's the only show that we have that has went down in any regard. Everything else goes up. Having said that, there is definitely like a loyal fan base around that show. And I think that show is very important to who we are. And I think that that is the the importance of it is finding that essence of what that is. And I don't even think it's the news stories. I think it is just the back and forth between you guys and stuff. And it's like, if I could change things, I would go back and just call it the kind of funny morning show and have just a rotating cast. It could be all four of us. It could be two of us. It could be three of us. It doesn't matter. It's some combination of us. We do whatever the fuck we want for an hour. If we want to, like, I think looking at the news is a good thing to talk about because that's going to be new every day. And there's something that it just gives you a springboard. But really, it's more just it is about hanging out. And it's not about the news. It's about the hanging out. And I think that right now it it's kind of in that weird middle ground where it creates the dichotomy between the chat where it's like, get to the news or get the whiteboard where if it was about getting the whiteboard, it'd be about getting the whiteboard. The news would just be, you know, something to, to go right. off from there. Um, and I think that that makes room in a perfect world where we have more bandwidth and whatever to then make another show that is a potentially daily news podcast that is structured and is something that 
goes up that is is i mean this is crazy we're getting super ambitious here but we're something stopping. that it, it is us giving our actual opinions about the news and not us fucking around at all like ps i love you i think has a very very ravenous fan base for a reason you know and it's because it is topical and it is released without any patreon this or that whatever but we need to remember the patreon people because they're the ones that matter most yeah i agree with you yeah ps i love you is a weird i knew ps i love you was going to work and become popular Mm -hmm. there was no doubt in my mind that 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 show was going to become popular because it's the show we used to do that made us popular to begin with so i was like okay it's like kind of like you got to go back to the well for nostalgia every once in a while but you continue to do the product well but what the weird thing about that show to me is that that show is like quite wily and unpredictable in a way where we do we start a show for 20 minutes talking about food people hate it right they get mad they don't hate it but they're a vocal minority people are mad about the it right YouTube comments then we do then we do a you show know where, what i mean then we do it then we do a show where greg goes and has to deal with the water bill guy and stuff like that and i go on like a 10 minute tirade about this this war and everyone loves that and i'm mm. like these two things are not different yeah you know what i mean same thing. like they they are literally the same vamping nonsense but you liked one and not the other and i'm like so i don't know what the fuck you want so we're just going to continue to do the show the way we want to do it. And that's what we've done. Right. I think the only misstep we had in PS I Love You's entire run, which I think is a fucking super. I mean, and I, I, I don't mean to pat myself on the back. PS I Love You is a fucking very good podcast. Mm-hmm. And and I'm proud of that show because it's exactly what the audience wants. But the only misstep I think was the Rooster Teeth episode. And that, a lot of that is my fault. But I didn't want to like we shouldn't have done the show at all that, that week probably. But we said we would never miss a week and we didn't. And we don't. Mm-hmm. We don't miss a week. But I was fucking shot that day. I was like, Jesus Christ, I haven't been in the sun this long ever. You yeah, know? So I was day. dying. And and um, so with Colin and Greg, like, I think what I want to do with the show in my mind is and people can leave comments on this podcast or, you know, you can tweet at us and stuff. Like, I'll read those, whatever Facebook message, whatever you'd like to do. You could give us your feedback. But what I'd like to do is find a more structural way for feedback to be provided over the next few weeks or months. Because I'm not going to change the show. Forum post. Exactly. I think that's what I'm going to do. And then just see, because I want, I want feedback from the people that watch the show. I also want feedback from people that are lapsed. And I want people, fe- I want feedback from people that understand what the show is, but might need X, Y, or Z to get into the show. Because I do agree with my friend that like, so our, our main products are podcasts mm-hmm. and, and we do three, I think, great podcasts, three phenomenal podcasts. Um, and I stand behind every one of them. I think this is a great show and a fun show. I think the Gamescast is a great show. And I think PS I Love You is a great show. Um, but I do agree that in the untapped potential area, this Colin and Greg Live is uh, it, it's almost criminally underserved in a way where like I have to figure that out because the show can remain for years what it is and it will grow and it will shrink and we'll make a little bit of money on it. And we'll do whatever we want to do. And like for and and I still say for like the amount of thought that goes into that show, I'm super proud of of like what it's become. And it has this, this small ravenous fan base of several thousand people that watch it every day and then thousands of people watch it in VOD every day and then hundreds of people pay for it on YouTube. So mm-hmm. it's 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 got it's like a little nice little fan base mm-hmm. smaller than PS way smaller than PS. I love you and certainly smaller than the game over Greggy and, and games guest. So what I want to do is like kind of solicit some original feedback and kind of just get where everyone's minds are at. But ultimately, I want to find a way to solicit feedback on what the show should be. And here's like where my mind is with it. This is this is the way I would restructure it if I could. Is I would make it 60 minutes. We would have some sort of meeting beforehand about it. Not long, not a long meeting, five minutes where I'm like, here's five stories. There are 14 stories today. Those will be on PS. I love you. I'm not too worried about that. But here are the five stories for today. X, Y, and Z. Activision does Nintendo did this. We have some sort of timer. So we're just going to eight PTI. Everyone has and just be like top story gets five minutes. Second story gets four minutes. Third story gets three minutes. And then maybe two minutes for the last two stories. 
and then and then do tips and then do like you and have like segments that are very defined at 1138 this segment begins and at 1142 this segment ends and if you're late to it like they're on pti you just skip the segment completely or you cut into the segment and then it becomes a very defined show and we make it less visual and more audio that way the show can be then be proliferated in audio podcast form we can get it right up on itunes and all that kind of stuff and people that afternoon on their commute home or whatever can go ahead and watch it so that's kind of like where my head's at with it but at the same time, I want to make sure we have that spirit where if I have something to say or a tirade or Portillo shit in my room or did something mm-hmm. where I'm like, I want to be able to talk about that. Like, it's funny. It's stupid. That's what yeah. the show is. And then I'm afraid that if we do the structured thing, then it becomes more like the other shows that are out there. Then it alienates the audience. Then we lose the entire spirit of Colin and Greg Live. Then we either have to go back or we cancel the show. So like that's- I mean, the thing about it is the structure. I mean, P.S. I love you is structured. There are segments, you know what you're going to get, blah, blah, blah. But we still get to be goofballs in there and do all this dumb stuff. The timing thing would be the one where, yeah, we have to figure out how that would run. You know what I mean? What does happen when we start with a joke and run over and then we get to the top story. We get five minutes, but we're already three minutes close to where we're supposed to be the break. I mean, that's all stuff you figure out as you go and figure, you know, fuck around with it. In other words, if there's not parameters, then I'm not going to stick to them. I mean, that's always been my rule in my life. Mm -hmm. Like if there's not parameters, I play I play a game like hockey. There are parameters. I follow the rules. But if I'm just going to like be like, here's a show, you know what you're doing on camera. You've done this for fucking ever. Right. Do a show and it can be as short or as long as you want. And it's all about your mood and it's all about all these kinds of things. And it's like, I don't know, like then it's going to be my show. And mm-hmm. it, and that's and that's what I think Colin and Greg Live has turned into. And I'm fine with that because I do. I, I do think we're talking about kind of funny live where like that's the most hardcore audience. Right. And maybe it is. Maybe it isn't because some people can't travel. Some people don't have the funds to do that or whatever. I do think Colin and Greg Live is more aligned with that hardcore audience because it's just way easier to access. And so the people that are just ravenous about this nonsense at work or whatever, it's for you guys. But yeah. I want it to be the show that it's not even about making more money because it's not like super relevant to me. Like I always want us to be more profitable. I always want us to be more in the black and all that kind of stuff. But that's not the most relevant or salient point. It's that like this is the product that is the most different. Mm-hmm. And so should it be treated with the most care? And that's and that's kind of the conundrum I had. So I wanted to pose that to you and then see what you guys thought. You know, you, you saying that it, it sparks an interesting thing in me because I don't want to come across as just like I'm talking about like if it's not making money, it's not worth doing. But I, I do think that there's a value. And I, I get in a fight with my girlfriend all the time about this um, where it making money is a sign that you're doing something right. You know, so you're talking about the there's the most untapped potential. And, and I know you understand this, but if you're not tapping into it. It's worthless. You know what I mean? And I think that that money and money comes from views and money comes from from this or that or whatever. That is all a sign of going in the right direction and tapping into that potential. And I think that that is what we what we need to figure out. And it's it's interesting what you're saying. I I do think that the the that that success, the, the potential there is the less structure, more freedom. It is just hanging out. It is just a glimpse into our minds, you know, and us just having fun. So maybe that's the answer. I mean, that's why I want it. That's why I need, I need data. Cause, cause my thing is with, with what you're talking about with the structure, I think that's fucking awesome. I don't think that's a Twitch show. I think that we need to think about Connor Gig live. What is it? It's a Twitch show. It's a live show. We're interacting with people. And I think that is the, the power of it, turning it into a podcast. I know people want that, or at least they think they want that. But the thing is, no, you would much rather us make a podcast for you, you know, right. and it's like you want to listen to the audio version of it. That's different than a podcast. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just an MP3 at that point. And I, I, that's not just mincing words there. I think that it's there's a different amount of planning, and a different amount of thought that gets put into that stuff. And I think that the fun of Colin and Greg Live and the magic of it and where the untapped potential is, it's having fun. It's being purely us. Making it that the reason people are coming to it is us, whereas the other thing is news. And you you do the PTI thing. That sounds like a great fucking show. But I think that should be a podcast. You know, that should be a PSI love you style 
thing where there is a, a format. We can, yeah, we can have fun with it, but it's still, that's where it, it's on iTunes and it's, you know, being given out to people this way or that way. But the way that we distribute content is the most important piece of the puzzle because the moment we have too many podcasts, then we are just podcasts. Colin Greg Live is one of the few things we do that puts us in a different vertical, in a different mm-hmm. category. And we need it's to our make, only Twitch presence. Right? Yes, exactly. And it's like, I feel like we need to make it more Twitch instead of more podcast. If that makes sense. No, yeah, it, it makes does. sense. I mean, it's 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 in the exact opposite direction. One of these answers is right. Right. And I think that maybe Tim's right. I think that the status quo will give us the status quo, will give us the status quo financially, give us the status quo in views. Maybe there's ups and downs. It's just I mean, that, like I can't ignore Sorry. I can't ignore the data that's been given to us, right? right. More money, fewer viewers. Mm-hmm. What what's more relevant? And you know, viewer drop off is is 40, 30, 35 percent or so. Right, yeah, probably you're are we here. getting the front page promotion anymore from Twitch? We're not getting it as heavily, miss, but, yeah. but it, right. it, it is hit or miss. And there are other tangible intangibles. I would say one in five viewers organically is left, right? Sure. After like you you factor in, and that's just conjecture, but I mean, after you factor in Twitch placement, all that kind of stuff, I don't know. But it's like, but then the tips are like through, like once we were like, once we really started reading tips through the roof, once we started reading subs through the roof. Now right? for the record, subs are consistent. I'm saying, but like, but no, subs weren't always consistent because we weren't always getting, we weren't even reading subs. And so sure, people but were I'm dropping saying off. we so reached out to see, like 1100. Now we're 1300. We've been 1300 forever. Sure. But what I'm saying is that we would get tips. What I noticed back in the day on Colin and Greg live and it's anecdotal, but what I noticed having been on the show almost every day is like we would get a lot of new subs and stuff. You can mm-hmm. see those numbers have been like, you know, 13 months, 14 months, whatever. A lot of those are baseline months that actually started not in the beginning, but in the summer. And if you look at those, and those, are, and those are numbers that I just like have observed, like between nine and 14 months or so. But we started the show like longer ago than that. So that's one of the things I'm saying is like once we paid attention to these sure. sort of things, it worked. And that, was, that wasn't really my idea. That was actually Greg's. So I'm not taking credit for that at all. But what I so we have to kind of figure out as a as, as, as like structurally, I think like doing I like the idea of Tim and, and Nick doing their own show on, on Twitch. I think our, I think our Twitch, I think our Twitch presence should be not streaming games typically, but like. Well, doing other shit you know and and so that's what's fun to me but it's funny that uh, are you bless you you. do you need my hand uh it's funny to me that it's just it's it's something that i've it's just like kind of a given that we do the show but i've not tried to program it because it never seemed worth programming but then it's like well there what my friend said to me being a knowledgeable person i was like that's interesting because he watches the show and they're they're developers and publishers that watch the show right and i'm like it's just so silly, but they they like it and they get a lot of pleasure out of it. But it's so contingent on our personalities. The you know what, the end. You know what I think another factor that I think is really important to this is the fact that it happens every day and the fact that it gets promotion every day. So every day when people are in you know on this side of the the coast at work, they are they're seeing this pop up on their Twitter feeds because people are looking at their Twitter feeds. So it's like that's how they're they're you know getting into it. And I think that's something to really kind of keep in mind when it comes to our podcast and stuff. It's all in a minute, just being tweeted throughout the day, like maybe a tweet mm-hmm. from you out a couple hours later, you a couple hours later, you. And it's like I think that the fact that every day at the same time this thing is being brought up, I think that's why people have this sense that the show is bigger than it is, which is good. That's the whole secret to what we do is looking bigger than we are, making mm. people think that we're bigger than we are. So the fact that there's people out there that think calling Greg live is a big deal. That's fucking awesome because they don't know the numbers. You know what I mean? They look at the concurrence. They don't know. You could tell them, oh, yeah, we used to get 5,000. They wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that that's the, the magic there. And it's just like, how do we take that? And it's like, how do we think about um, what the users are actually doing and engage with that and you kind of enhance that and and find the the way to just give give the people what they want more and find out what other people 
are being turned off by, which most of it is they're just not on Twitter at that time. Yeah. And, and to be fair, like I've stopped tweeting from the kind of funny account at all the last two months about the show. Like I just stopped because I'm like, it's the same thing every day at 1050. Like and and I've tried to engineer Twitter. We've talked about this many times, but like I've stopped actually even responding to tweets and just instead of retweeting people like to empower users to be like, well, tweet us your nice comments or your pictures or your cool, you know, your merch, or whatever. And that way it's like a nice feed of things that people can read about. But then I was like, the weird anomaly here is that every day at 1050, it's still the same fucking image and the same shit about Conor Greg Live. And I have to figure out something else to say about it. So I'm like, I just didn't promote it at all, especially because the, the click through wasn't like great. So like we there is there is much to figure out with the show. But yeah. I do think but I do want to solicit and I will you can do it in the comments and whatever and get at me. But I will do it in an organized I'll do it in an organized way that um that brings up and bubbles up the salient points. And I do think that uh, we have to figure it out because I like the show and I think it's stupid, but that's why I like it. And I want to know if someone identified why they like the show, if the word stupid would come to mind for them, it might. And if that also was a word that would turn off other people, because I would understand that if someone was like, this show's stupid, you should watch it. Like, why the fuck would I watch a stupid show? But then maybe I like it when I get in there. This is how I feel about Broad City, actually. I love you know, Broad City. Which I think is a fantastic show. It's, it's stupid. So it's stupid good. as hell. But it's, it's smart. So good. Is that the and one I actually think Colin and Greg Lives. Women yeah. in New York. Yeah, that was all oh. you were watching the plane. Oh, my God. And I think Colin it's and Greg genius. Lives actually, like, and, and, and again, like, I don't know if people agree. I think it's actually a surprisingly smart show because, like, it's it's two people that know each other very well and, like, how to deal with each other very well. And when that show's on, mm. like, the comedy is good. The the vibe is is pleasant. And that's what I so I don't know. It's Kevin, turn on your shitty microphone and tell me what your thoughts are, because you're you're the producer of <laughs> you're the producer of the show. So uh, so what, like so you're the and I use that in the loosest possible sense, by the way. But I want to I want to still you. honor you with that term. So you're the producer of Colin and Greg Live. So what would you do? And I'm being serious. Like, what would where do you see it? What do you want out of it? So I think that the, there's like two things, like the future for it. And things that we could do now to make things run a little bit smoother. Like we talked. Maybe no, no, like you're right about all the, the getting in time and the news stories. Uh, that's fine. That, that is on me. But I'm talking about like more. What is your vision for like an adapted? Yeah, but like you don't want to talk about that a little bit. Sure. Hopefully if, I mean, if that's what you want to talk about. Well, I just I'd like to see a change in that. And like Greg was saying, I think it's, it's been better. No, it, yeah, has, it, it, it has been. We don't start at 10, uh, 10 okay. five anymore. So it's, it's 10 minutes better. <laughs> But still, it's like we we kind of all came to an agreement. We sat together and we're like, "Hey, it, we'll all be in the in our seats at ten fifty five, and that's why at ten fifty five, I very loud. I don't do it for you. Like you will come in. I do it to get your attention. Like, hey, it. I'm putting it on standby because we were already supposed to be in our seats. So, what is your vision for the show, though? For the future, I like the idea of having rotating seats. Not necessarily you two all the time. I like it when they're on. I like the different combinations. I like seeing you with Nick, seeing you with Tim, seeing you with both of them. And I think that that's cool. And I think if we incorporate that more, um, I, I don't think that a, like, a solid structure is going to help necessarily. I like the idea of just not having that structure and like, yes, having like, okay, comments at the end. Kind yeah, of what we got say, we going have a structure now. now. Yeah, no, no, we, no, we, we have an saying, order of operations, more, but not a structure. Not like a big old timer that's like ticking down. Yeah. I think that like that could kill jokes that would happen naturally and would be a lot of fun. I mean, I just think that a little bit more diversity in who's hosting will go a long way because I, I love when they're on and I love seeing you guys mix up and who you guys are talking to. 
it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I like that too. I don't know that that's in the like. I want them to be on whenever they want, and I like the idea that we came up with before, which was like once or twice a week they just come on. Um, I still see the show anchored by Greg and I. I think I'd want to see a show that has nothing to do with me on Twitch. That is more up Tim and Nick's alley because I like to heighten their personalities and and get them out there, especially because like I don't want. Um, one of the cool things about doing this is that to me is that I like the idea of Nick and Tim being more internet personalities. It's like not even really something I ever wanted. It's just something I was that's kind of happened. And I like I mean, I like it. I'm good at it. But it's it's so I like the idea of you guys like seizing control, and making a show that's even better and more popular than mine. That we know? could go out there as opposed to taking could, this flaming garbage or the Internet. We could. We, we could, could. Be Internet explorers or we could every Monday at 9 a.m. Talk about love and sex stuff. We could do that. And just have headlines and thumbnails and get the views. <laughs> that's more of my alley as far as porn's concerned. Um, I think what you're asking really is how do I grow the show? Right. Well, I think that might be more of, of the like that. And that's what, that's what I'm hearing from you is like you're you're. Well, I'm asking what the what, what's most relevant. Right. I think to me, most relevant is whatever strategy grows the show. I don't think we necessarily have to change it from a content standpoint. I think consistency would help. And that's what kept what, kept, what I'm hearing from Kevin is that starting consistently and letting everyone know that, yeah, whatever is happening after that might be a garbage truck on fire, but at least the fucking thing left the garage at 11 o'clock every day. So people know to count on that. I think that's, we joke around about it, but I think that's very, very important because if I tuned in at 11 o'clock in my busy day and it wasn't started yet, how quickly could you get distracted at IGN from 11 to 11 five? Right. That's the difference between someone going, I need you right now for something. And you go, uh, I'm going to make up an excuse or, well, I have no reason to make up an excuse. I'm going to go. <laughs> right. But I think the more salient point to use a term that Colin does um, is how do we grow it? And that brings up a larger question of how do we grow our Twitch presence in general? Because we're really only doing that one show on Twitch, right? We talked about doing more streaming on Twitch, having a couple shows. Like when we originally talked about it, maybe we were kicking on the idea of like, could you guys go from 11 to 12 and then Tim and I'll pick it up from 12 to one or some combination of that, um, which I still think would be cool. But I don't, I don't know if that's the answer or not. But really, so it's hard to answer because so much of our focus is we are YouTubers who are flirting with this girl called Twitch, right? But we're married to YouTube and we're married to iTunes. But this Twitch girl, oh, there's something there. How do we get in there? How do we pry those sweet, sweet? No? All right. No. Okay. For the but I think that's that's the question I think would actually I, I mean I'd love to hear what fans perspective are but I think you're going to get a gambit I think you're going to get a whole variety of responses from that yeah but people if you dig like in if you dig in you're going to get trends sure so, and I, well, I think my trend the trend is going to be when you guys are having the most fun though, the I biggest think. thing is I don't think so I think whatever we put out there is what we're going to get back so you saying the PTI thing people are going to want PTI thing like that's just how this works you know it's kind of the the, the game of you need to to always Think about what you put. It's just framing. You know what I mean? Like when you give people options, people didn't don't know what they want until you tell them. Exactly. Exactly. And I I think that that's, you know, where a lot of this is going to come from. But yeah, there will be trends. There will be a lot. You just we just need to really look into all of the comments and look at all the different avenues. I think the forums, you should write a post. And I think you're going to get a lot of really good feedback there. The comments, there'll be a lot of stuff all over the place. The Facebook group. I think that it's all of these different groups that, you know, all serve different functions. But at the end of the day, they're all part of this community and i think that that's where this all comes down to because it's what we do is for them and you know they're here for us and it is a really intrinsically tied thing so Mm. much to think about much lots to think about to think about nick why don't you think about how this was brought to you by Harry's Shave Club. Stop compromising on your shave, Nick, and get started with harry's for far too long you've either paid too much for a comfortable shave or ew 
Gross. He's making me touch it. You settled for a low price, but low quality razor. My, my neck. Harry. He's <laughs> making him touch my if neck. If you're listening to the MP3, it was his neck. <laughs> Harry's offers something you've never had before. A great shave at a fair price. Harry's makes its own high quality razors, cuts out the middleman, and ships them directly to you at half the price of the leading brand. Good shave, good price. It's simple. Get the best of both with Harry's. Harry's starter is just $15. That includes a razor, three blades, and your choice of Harry's shave cream or foaming shave gel which do you prefer and why as an added bonus you can get five dollars off your first purchase with the code kind of funny all one word after using the code you can get an entire month's worth of saving for just or shaving for just ten dollars by cutting out the middleman harry's offers an amazing shave at a fraction of the price of those drugstore brands and shipping is always free harry's will give you five dollars off your first purchase with the promo code kind of funny go to harry's.com right now and look for the truman set that's harry's h-a-r-r-y-s.com enter the code kind of funny at checkout to get five dollars off and help support the show stop compromising give harry's a try today ladies and gentlemen this has been the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where you can toss us a few bucks and get each and every episode early, along with a bunch of exclusives and perks. Goodies. If you have no goodies and monies and stuff to toss, go to youtube.com slash kindoffunny, where we break the show up topic by topic, day by day, until the entire thing posts as one big MP3 and YouTube video for your amusement. This is the final time we get to speak to you before Kind of Funny Live. If you're on your way, safe travels. If you're already here, don't drink too much. If you see Amy Gilroy, hug her. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.